Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, every once in a while, you know, we do an episode that is just so fun and uh, kind of unexpected in the way that I don't know Billy Wayne uh, very well, it just as a hilarious comedian. And then uh, sometimes someone comes in and you're like, I wonder how this will go. And then it just goes so swimmingly and, and amazing and so hilarious. So like I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. Do check out uh, Billy Wayne, uh, his album on Spotify or buy it. You can get it on vinyl. It's so funny. We talk all about it, but I listened to it on the way to the podcast and it really had gave me a, a great appreciation for him. A couple things up top. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that the HBO show that I uh, star in and created, I can't believe I get to say that, airs February 19th. Uh, Judd Apatow is the executive producer, and it's coming out 10.30 p.m. on February 19th on HBO. You can also currently watch my HBO special, Faces and Sounds, on all the HBO apps and recurring on the uh, channel as well. But please, I I want all the weirdos to see it February 19th. I know there's going to be a lot of stuff in there that you guys uh, recognize, and it's a special group, and uh, I want to invite you to enjoy the TV uh, experience. (laughs) it's, It's almost an extension of the podcast on the show, and I hope you enjoy that. We're also doing a crashing comedy tour. We're going to come to Philadelphia, New York City, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. If you want tickets, they're all on PeteHolmes.com. And I'm also coming to uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, on March 18th for a Pete Holmes and Friends uh, show. It's just a stand-up show. I'll do stand-up, and I'll bring up some guests. It's going to be a lot of fun for the Gilda's Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids. Today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Squarespace. I don't know much about your life, (laughs) but whatever you're doing, you probably need a website. And it's the beginning of the new year, and I'm I'm sure many of you resolved to take on a new challenge, like starting a business or changing your career or launching some new wonderful creative project. Whatever your next move might be, tackle it with Squarespace. Whether you need just a simple landing page or a blog or a store, Squarespace allows you to create a custom platform where you can make your latest goals into a reality. You know this. They support us so much. Go to squarespace.com, enter offer code WEIRD. You get 10% off so you can make your next move. A little bit more about Squarespace in a second, Uh, but I always love to shout out a couple products that have personally changed my life for the better. Uh, Some of them, uh, there's two of them, and you know them, but I'm very enthusiastic about both of them, so I love telling people. One is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. Uh, You can see it at cwhemp.com slash weird. This is a, a CBD oil. I didn't know what that was. I thought hemp oil was just marijuana, and I like marijuana. But it's very debilitating for me. It makes me very cloudy. It makes me eat a lot of peanut butter. It makes me not able to hold a conversation or follow the plot of a very simple children's movie like Finding Dory, was it? See, I don't even remember because I was high. That's not this. This is hemp oil, and it's just the CBD part, not the THC part, which means it's not psychoactive. You can read on it. You can do stand-up comedy on it. It doesn't matter. It's just like a good, clean, clear, calm, happy, I guess I'd call it like a glow. 
I remember, the, I'm, I'm recording this in my house, the first time I took it was right here, I was with Val, and I just kind of started doing like a silly, loose octopus dance, <laughs> if that makes if you can picture that. It's because it made me feel so good and loose, uh, that, and that's why I love it for long flights, anything that I might be experiencing some sort of discomfort, headaches, cricks in my neck, whatever it might be, middle seats. It makes me drink less alcohol. This is why I was excited to share it with you guys. And if you want to try it, just go to cwhemp.com slash weird and enter the promo code. You made it weird. You'll get 10% off. That's Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil, a real game changer. Do, do, do the octopus dance in your house. And the other one is Alpha Brain. This is the supplement that I absolutely take every single day. It's a nootropic, which means it's basically like a vitamin for your brain. It's all natural. It's stuff from the earth. It's my favorite thing. I, I, I've gotten out of my car to record an episode of this podcast, and then maybe even running late, I'd still run back to my car if I realized I forgot to take Alpha Brain. I leave some in my car. I leave some in the pockets of pretty much every jacket I own. I'll sometimes put on a jacket for a party and I'll find some. That's how much I have Alpha Brain on me at all times. I swear by it. For the past, it's like two or three years, I've never done a podcast, a stand-up set, an interview. I've never written a script or even meditated. Sometimes I take it to lucid dream. I haven't done any of those things without Alpha Brain. Uh, I love it. I take like three, two or three, like 15 minutes before I have to do something. My recall, my language, my like communication centers of my brain, they're all lit up, and I love it, and I want you to try it. This is a very important product to me. So if you go to uh, onnit, that's O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird, you automatically get 10% off. See what my buzz is about. <laughs> hey, see what all the, the my buzz is about. That's it, guys. I hope you watch uh, Crashing on February 19th. Uh, try a Pete's pick if you if you feel fancy. Hope to see you in Philly, San Fran, uh, New York City, or L.A. And again, I want to say thank you to our wonderful sponsor, Squarespace. You guys know this. If you're planning a business, a career, a new career, a creative project, make your next move with Squarespace. It's used by all different kinds of people. They can help you make your goals a reality. If you need a simple page, a fancy page, a photo page, a blog page, a store page, I'm just adding the word page to everything. Go. It's all included in your Squarespace website. They have amazing technical support. They can do everything. There's nothing to patch or upgrade ever, so you can do what you need to do with a simple click of a mouse. And if that's too complicated for you, which, you know, it could be, you can always turn to Squarespace's award-winning 24-7 customer support for help, no matter how technical or trivial or weird or anxiety-ridden your tiny problem may be. So start your trial today at squarespace.com. Use offer code WEIRD for 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, make your next move. All right, guys. Enjoy Billy Wayne Davis. Get get into it. Billy Wayne Davis, won't you see us? He's a funny motherfucker who can bring the laughs. Billy Wayne oh, Davis. Yeah. <laughs> you things. Oh, thank you. Oh, you things. oh my God. Won't yeah. you save us? I love the look of this. Oh, I'm beyond proud of it. He's a redneck motherfucker. Are you familiar with your song? Or with your song? Do you know that song? I think 
Do you not know that? You, well, you sit here. That's the yeah. Yes. You you are familiar with this song? Is it the one from me and Ian Carmel wrote you a song? Oh, he's mentioned it in passing, but you know how Ian's brain is like yeah. quick. It's like 1985 Robin Williams. Yes, yes. We were like, I was still on that other thing. <laughs> we were. I sing it all the time. Let's thank you. But it does say you're a redneck motherfucker because well, we didn't write it to become very catchy. We just sang it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you understand and I'm not the a redneck at all? I think that's the. I thought redneck was like a like a affectionate kind of from the south term. I no? think if you're no from good? the south, you're like, and you don't want to be a redneck. You're like, no, 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 no. Uh, it's like. Uh, it's like a yuppie, I guess. You don't yeah. want to be a yuppie. I think so, yeah. Uh, well, we have to fix it. It is that thing. He's a comedian. <laughs> He's a funny motherfucker That's who fine. can ring I'll take the that. It, It's that old thing of like, like when you say like a, you call a woman a cunt, she immediately turns into one. Like, uh, it's like if you call me a redneck, that's when I'm like, well, I'm going to be one for a second. <laughs> you step into it. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's a, I'm about to hit you with this screwdriver or whatever. I don't want to say rednecks are violent, but that sounded like you, I were, think they are. you were implying yes, that yes. they don't take no shit. And they don't take shit, and usually f- they need to take some shit. <laughs> they could use some shit. They, should, they you know, should definitely need some shit. I'm always, this is so kind of self-serving to get myself involved in the conversation, I guess. I'm from Boston, and people say it's somewhat similar to the South. Like, we have some of that, like, you fuck, it's a different accent. That's all it is. But it's people who won't take shit, who barely, who could use to take some shit. They need some shit. (laughs) Yes. It was, I went, I remember the first time I went to Hartford to perform. Connecticut. Yes. And it was that same realization, like, Oh, you're the you guys yeah. are the same mountain top dumbasses. <laughs> it's just you say vowels different. Yes. Here's the thing. Everyone whether or not we can, we think we can do a southern accent. Right? Yes. Anybody. Yes. No, I've never met a person that goes, I can't do a southern accent. Yes. It's for some reason we find it easy. Most people think they're good at it. So, it's yeah. become the official dumb voice, but I like doing the uh, kind of a New Yorky, Bostony voice in my act for a dumb voice. I think that's great that, because you ha- you can't do that. That's hack. That literally is hack. Yeah. Like my dad will be like, I don't know how to use a hammer. Well, like, you know, Jesse. You, know, hey, you literally yes. broke eye contact and touched the bridge of your nose. Or it the, is when Jesse, I did that. Jesse Case, uh, that he's a great comic from. He's in Nashville. Back in Nashville again. He's got a great joke. He's like, people use that dumb Southern voice to make a to sound dumb he's like but then i notice i just do a more southern accent when i want to be a dumb person i was like oh that's very self-reflective yeah Mm -hmm. that's good well it's like cockney you know it's similar to cockney people like organizing groups it's a type of it let's not call it racism let's call it organizing groups we take a comfort in going the dummies are the guys going I won't even do the voice again. Yes. But you go, you I do don't it. sound you like that. Do no, I, I don't think you're offended. I'm just going to, out of respect. Well, people do, do that, too, when they hang out with me. They don't even realize they're doing it. It's like, yeah. they just start, you just start hearing. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Of oh. course. And then now it's just like a thing. I but don't you don't think. do it. I, oh, yeah. You do do it. Like, if I go back, like, I, we do were, do. I do do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're the funnest. <laughs> You're like it's you're just the like, funnest. You it's like you put it. you like you're kind of like aggressively fun. <laughs> yeah, makes, it's a bit much. No, it's not. <laughs> not not in. We need more of like aggressive fun more than like hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you're like no no no. Let's just have fun. Let's have aggressive fun. 
I was uh I had to go back to my parents and I, I do say had to. Uh I don't understand. I had I to had, go back to my parents' house for I had to, like the is holidays. that a southern thing? Like putting put it up, put it up? Um no, just the way we had to go do the holidays. This oh, year. had to. I thought you were going back to the sudden thing. I'm like, we all say I had to go to my parents. No, no, no. Some no, people it's... go, I visited my mom and dad, and they're my best <laughs> friends, and these are the folks I don't trust no, or get along with. Very strange. My and dad's my best friend. Like, I'm well, like, you weren't raised correct. <laughs> you need to have fear and want to get away from your parents. My dad, I love him. Yes. I always have to say that. I love them, and, and we're pretty close. Fairly close. Yes. Not that close. As you get older, you get closer. You get closer. I yes. keep trying to get them to be closer to me. Yes. You know what I mean? Especially your dad was at your recording. Yes. yes. See, that's that's the son's invitation. Bill Burr, I'll never forget. He tells me he did a special. He looked in the audience. His dad is howling with laughter. His mom is kind of shaking her that's head. That's exactly and my relationship. Like, that's yes. it, though. That's a beautiful thing that comedians get to do. They go like, I tell the world who I am. And now I'm going to slowly, what I give people is like huge turkey sandwiches. I'm just going to give you a drop of my essence and see if you can handle it. Yeah. You, you brought your dad. I love it. Well, he, I don't think, I didn't bring him. He just, he's he just I, came? He's like, I'm going to be there. And it was like that thing of like, oh yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> I love he brought it. my sister. Yeah. No way. Yeah, they were great. They're great people. I mean, it works on the My right, mom the will not, go, I have to like. For a while, I uh, she didn't come to any of my shows for like eight years. Really? And I didn't mind for Wait, a... why do I say that with any astoundment? My mom, first of all, isn't invited. And second of all, well, for know, a while, it yeah, like she was. And then out. it became like this thing where I was like, well, what the fuck? Why yeah. haven't you came to anything? Yeah, but where are you at with them? Can you be the man, Billy Wayne Davis? Can you be with my dad. William Wayne Davis? That's not, I'm not a William in there. You're that not? fucking throws people oh. off, too. Oh, I thought oh, you were going to be like, and that I makes am. me angry. No, gonna, not at all. I'm no, it's, I'm named You're after, a Billy. Named after my two grandfathers, Billy and Wayne, and they're just, that's why like, people are like, oh, like when they want to throw in like, probably slave owners, like, no, 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 I'm from real poor people. Like, okay. Real, real poor people. Right. Like borderline slave people. You know what I mean? Your people. Yes. Picking stuff, working the earth. Without a doubt. Yeah. Like an earth that, that shouldn't have been worked. <laughs> Just like, this is what we got. We got to do it. We got to work this. So when I get lazy. You know there was a moment where they're like, we're going to work the earth, you guys. And they're like, what earth? And they're like, this This rock. <laughs> this rock. And one guy was like, no. I don't think it's going to work. And he started Chattanooga. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he went, yeah. <laughs> He went north, and his his name was Henry Ford. <laughs> but to the to our point, I, I it started where my parents didn't come, and I I, I, I like that. Now it's kind of like they want to come, yeah. a little bit more, and uh, and I kind of like I like the deal we had. I liked that. I guess it stopped hurting my feelings. Maybe initially I was like, "Hey, do you think you got to a point where you're like, you should come now?" Because I'm like, I, I got a handle on it. Yeah, but. I really feel like being on stage and, and and listening to you and seeing you many times, you know, I feel like you're being you. You're being a grown yeah, man. Yeah, you're yeah. 36? 35, yeah, 36 soon. Yeah, the record just came out then. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. You know what my first question for you is? What? How, it's like the Steve Martin bit. How did you get so fucking funny? It's unbelievable. Oh, that's very... I, I don't, don't get it. I answer that. that. No, you don't have to answer it. It's okay. just the compliment. I was listening to it. Thank you. I put it on in the car, and I was like... I, I wish you, more you, people you know in us. America knew. <laughs> well, 
That's you what can I, tell yeah. I'm here. Yes. But I put it on, you know, comedians, I usually, I like to watch the beginning of specials just to get a sense of who they are. You know yeah. what I mean? I can mm-hmm. maybe glom some information out of it. Or, or turn whatever. it off. But <laughs> I do that. But that's my point. I can't make it. Good friends can't make it past the 90-second mark on Santa. But it's, it's, it's often because, and this is something you don't do, and maybe it's why I love you so much, it's because they're, like, insisting that comedy happen. You know oh, what I mean? no, no, no. Do you know I, what I mean? Yes, yes. You are. You don't do that. What do you do? You, how would you put what you do? There's, there's something that I was like, I'm on board. I just want to hang out. That's do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I just want to hang out but with you But how did you figure that out? Nobody in the open mic scene goes up with, I don't want to say balls because that excludes our lady friends, with the courage to be like, I'm just going to be a guy who, here's what the jokes are saying to me. You can laugh or not. I'm, oh, I, I'm I truly sorry I'm don't doing give the voice, a fuck. but yeah. it's like, you can laugh or not. <laughs> I wanted to do the voice. <laughs> you can do it. No, no. But It'll get better as the ah! podcast is <laughs> Well, as I'm listening to you. But it's 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 what I always say. You're not trying to trick them. You're inviting them. Like, get on board. Oh, I hate the tricks. Don't trick. I hate the tricks. Don't trick. It's and some of my favorite comics are all tricks. Don't trick. And it's like the like they do them well, but it, like, yeah, I know what you mean. Where at the end you realize it was all a dream. Yes, it was all a trick. Where you're just like, no. Yes. Yeah, you're a little mad. Yeah, um, but you like la- I, I know what you mean. I, there are some people I like that do the tricking, but I like the guys that are like, it was there. Here's what you did also. I'm sorry, I'm yammering so much. But no. You, you go out and you acknowledge, you're doing it at, at, at third, third Man. Yeah. So you kind of have to acknowledge that you're recording your record because it's yes. on vinyl. Yes. But, you know, you have that sort of ease where you're like, hello, I've done that joke before. You know, that, that sort of stuff. Like, you guys fucked that up for me. Yes. Like, that sort of stuff is all I want. I love live stand-up comedy. Yeah. If that makes sense. I, like, I hear you. Um, and, and it gets lost in the special. That's what gets lost yes, in the special. Yes. Most specials, it's there. They want to stop it, it and stop it. And, you know, and they're like, oh, we're going to cut this out because it wasn't perfect. You're like, no, no, no. It's comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fucking perfect. Right, right. The only part of Mitch Hedberg's albums, other than the many of his jokes that I can recite, but the moments that I remember is he does a joke, I forget what it is, forgive me, but it's about fruit. Mm-hmm. And then he tells another joke about berries. And then he realizes, it seems, you know the fake improvs. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not fake improvs. They're, they're reheated improvs that you've done in Perfect, and I do those too. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, he go. it sounds like for the first time on the record, he's like, that was the same joke, just with different yes. ingredients. And I'm like, da. Yes. That's it. We're that's, all here together. It's that thing. It's special. It I mean, he's. It was I mean, a happening. He and I get. Yeah, and I've talked about this before. Is like I got to work with him three weeks before he died. No way. And he was my special thing. Yeah. Because of Napster, and I was already a stand-up fan, but like I found him before he was famous. Oh. And it was like shit. he was like the first person that blew up, and I was like, no, don't get. You're my little special treat. <laughs> I've never gotten to be in. Yeah. Before the boom. Oh, yeah. Ever. That was like my first thing. I'm always like, you hear about this guy, Jerome Seinfeld? Yeah. And it, the show's already on. Yes. No, that's <laughs> a lot of music's like that. Have you heard of Master P? I and, can and like, never. Yeah, he's not popular anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that came and went. Yeah. We're back to work in the earth. <laughs> <laughs> back on the rock. <laughs> they stopped to listen to Master P. <laughs> but the way he did it was like this refreshing, wonderful 
personal thing. Letting you in. Yes. So here's a guy who is kind of tricking you. He doesn't really want a regular banana later. His, yeah. his jokes are jokes. Yes, they're, but they're jokes. But they're jokes, and he never claims that they're not jokes. Yes. You know, he's just, he's joking around. But it is kind of who he was. That's that's what, like, I hate uh, – I don't want to say I hate. I kind of don't like when you go to, like, mu- uh, comedy festivals and you hear managers or agents give talks or whatever about what they're looking for. And they're like, and you can tell that that's who they, they don't really fucking are. Know. They don't know. There's, yeah, they that, don't that's what I'm know. saying. But here, let's pretend that you and I know because I think we do. You just – something clicks and you go, either that guy's wearing a sleeveless denim jacket in a real way. <laughs> I'm not talking about Mitch anymore. Mm-hmm. Or he's fronting. He's yes. being baloney. Yes. He thinks it'll work. Yes. He thinks it'll get him laid. And some people just go, inside, I look like a sleeveless denim jacket. Yes. And when those two things click into place, you go, that's I'm, true. I'm on board. I'm on board. And that's what that's Here's what a Mitch great did. example um, of what we're talking about. Like, I normally hate puns so sure, much. Sure, sure. Um, you know why? Can I offer why I think maybe you hate them? Go ahead. A computer could get them. Ooh, that's really good. Isn't that? Is, but you know who one of my favorite comics about. is? What's that? Ben Cronenberg. Is he a pun man? He does puns. Ben Cronenberg. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know Ben. Yeah, I do. You kind of said it like one word. I that that's fair. Like it was a place. Ben Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta go to Ben Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I would visit there a lot. I would go to Ben Cronenberg a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does tons. You, know, of, you only tons get there by train. Um, because a good thing. But it's him. Yeah. It's like David Angelo is the same way. Yes. I actually, David Angelo used to exclusively do puns. Yes. And then maybe rightfully he moved away from it, but I was like, I just like your stupid shit, man. I like that silly bit. Silly biz. He's unapologetic. I like him because I don't necessarily agree with a lot of his his lifestyle. Angelo? Yeah. He's he's a weird one. But he's unapologetic about who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like. He'll throw throw a broom at you. Oh, I like it. You know what's funny? Angelo has some tendencies that I think we would be we would apply the Southern accent to. Yes, these kids out there got to, you know like yes. Joe Broom, but it's like no, he sounds like a fucking Gillette voiceover. You know, he sounds amazing. Yes, He's, without a doubt. Yes. Yeah, and I, yeah, there's a lot of him that like rubs me the wrong way, but at the same time, I'm like, I like it. I'll yeah, like, I don't agree with you, but that's I like how I feel it. about Bill Burr, to be honest. And I, I, I can hear Bill. You know, he sat right where you are, and it'd be like, what the fuck don't you agree with? And just like yes. going at it. So I wouldn't. I don't want to debate with Bill. I want to. I've said this many times. I think I'm just like no. I watch him, and I'm like, come on, Hillary Clinton's done more than just being Bill Clinton's wife. You know what I mean? Like yes. you can catch yourself thinking things like that. Yes, but also laughing very. And you going, I don't really like puns. As a rule, yeah, but I love Ben Cronenberg. Yes, what's going on? Because it's who they are. It's, it's the, who it's the, the denim jacket. Real. It's not. I'm going to be weird on purpose. But you know, exactly. The stand-up special to me, where they lose me, is in the beginning. They come out and they act. I've said this so many times. I'm so fucking bored. So I'm going to put it to you as quickly as possible. They come out. And I know Katie's laughing. How many times do I say that? <laughs> They come out and they just uh, begin it like it's a PowerPoint presentation. And they're like, it's the beginning. It's my opening joke. You they're know so I mean? nervous. That's it. I'm like, did you see? I know Bill Cosby. I'm a fucking bad guy. If you watch, Still a great comic. If you watch himself, true. If you watch, Off stage, not a great dude. Exactly. <laughs> which kind of ruins everything for sure. Yes. You watch himself, though. That opening, that's how you open 
a special. They're not holding you hostage. No. You're flying the plane. It's your thing. It's your thing. Relax. Uh, you open your HBO special beautifully because you're just like, I'm going to enjoy this. That's it. Well, I am kind of, I'm telling you, you do something I like, and I also try to do the thing that I like. You well, know it's, what I'm I don't, my, I think my, my mindset has always been like, once I got, you know, your stage legs and you're like, this is how I... Stage legs. If that's... if that's Never heard it. It's, I guess, like I've been sea out, legs. I've been out the scene. That's, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Once you're comfortable yes. up there... And that goes back to... Yep, go ahead. It, it's, it's like people getting... I mean, I still get nervous. Like the first time I did the Meltdown show... Sure. I was nervous, and then you walk on stage, right? Oh no, this is perfect, right? And then that's what like, I tell people. I go, yeah. No, this is a reward. Yes, it <laughs> was like as soon you, as I stepped on stage, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have been nervous. Right. This is all like, you worked. See, that's that takes us to you, which is good because it's about getting comfortable. I listen to somebody like you. It's kind of like you listen to like Eddie Izzard, and you're like, how did this guy get forged in the type of scenes I know? Yeah. Open mic scenes, that's a type of beast that you have to slaughter. But then there's also like going out on the road. Yeah, I've done and that. And you're at, I know you clearly have in the good way. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't mean like. <laughs> no, I've done the bad way too. There's the too much road on you sort of thing. You tell your story. How did you get comfortable is what I'm interested in. I knew, I think, you know, I was a blessing that I was the house MC at Zany's in Nashville. Oh, which no is, way. Is like, Great club. Yeah, like a year and a half in. Kind lost, of a perfect oh. setup. Oh, yeah. When I first went on the road after I left there, like there were so many clubs Isn't I went to. I was like, what the fuck is this? What are y'all doing? It's a heartbreaker. It really is. Like I go, we're trying. <laughs> this is so up my own ass, but let's enjoy it. We're trying <laughs> to build a cathedral of laughs, of joy, yes, of an escape for a little while. You wouldn't show a it's movie about in this us, room. The yes. show. <laughs> yes. But so many. You think it's just lights and sound and it'll happen. Saney's Nashville, as I remember it incorrectly, which is better. It's more true. It's become right. a myth. It's almost like they're spilling onto you. They're when so it's close. packed, yeah. there's an, it's like the comedy works downtown. Yep. Where you're just like, oh, okay. Can it's, I? I'm just going to live in the green room if that's okay and yeah. just come out when I. Monday through Thursday, I'll just be napping. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I would love to do, yeah, if I didn't have a child, yes. Because these spaces get what it is. It's, 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 it's a group of people, not just a comedian. It's not a movie playing, and it's not a song playing. It's a guy trying to get in, plugged into a, an energy of the audience. And Nashville what, is one of my favorite clubs for sure, because it, they're right there, and they're, there's, isn't there a balcony? There's a, and it's a loose... <laughs> Yeah, uh, look, it is a balcony. It's like pretty, yeah, pretty. I mean, I'd say it's like fifty people up there, but yeah. it's like even yeah. up there, you kind of feel like you got to duck your head. Yes, and even downstairs, it feels low. Just how they've done it. Hey, don't and, give it. It's like when you see UCB Franklin, which is great. Yes, and then you go to UCB Sunset, and you're like, "What are we doing? Yeah, why'd y'all do that? Why'd you do that? Like, I love all the UCB people. I'm grateful yeah, we to got, them. Yes. Let's get that out of the way. Yes. Thank you for the stage time. But we're going to be. Cr- Critiquing. But come on. Yes. Don't you know that it's supposed to be like you crawled under your bed and there's this magical mistake? Like while Whiplash <laughs> in while Whiplash on Monday nights in yeah. New York is yeah. special. It's because you go down the thing. That's right. 
And then you get it. That's just, the invocation. And you're like, oh, no one knows about this. You said lower your head. There's a yeah. reverence built in to the building. Yes. It's like Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. You have to kneel to get in. Yes. Like, there's a lowering. There's UCB in New York. There's a pipe that's dripping. There's an intern who's who's kind of Who's prickling. not happy that any of it's happening. <laughs> he doesn't. He, he's mad he's not on SNL uh, right now. You tell him you're a comedian and they're like even more cold. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, the first time I walked in there, I was like, "I don't, I want to leave. I'm sorry." Yes, yeah. but you didn't. No, nope. and then you got into the cathedral. There was a little bit of a penance paid yes. to get into the special space. And then when you do UCB Sunset, you know, it, it, I'm not shitting on it. Please go to shows there. We love them, and I, I still go to shows and do shows there. But I was just like, we had an opportunity to make a, a crickety old cabin. Couldn't we have faked it? Do it like Disney style. Yes. You know what it, I mean? It like, is L.A. Those people exist that know how to make that stuff where you're right. like, this is fake, but I like it. Get Epcot involved. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would do it. Okay. Yeah. So you were lucky that you got a very great home club. Yes. Relevant, hip. Bringing in just... Good mix it, Oh, all over the audience. Yes, and right? all over... Yeah, I mean, the first my first paid MC week was... With Killer Bees. Um, and if you don't know who he is, look him up. I don't. Uh, he's I just a, a southern He's a southern guy. Killer Bees. I say that. He's got a WTF. You need to listen to it. He's he's like White Earthquake? <laughs> I would. That is a <laughs> wonderful analogy. <laughs> like would, eerie. Eerie. <laughs> like powerful in their own way, in their own kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah. I, I think Earthquake is like one of the best, most yeah. underrated stand-ups of all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I've it's, still wanted to see him live for many years. Oh, you've never seen him live? No. Oh, it's special. Because you're like, this is awesome. Because at first you're like, what the fuck is... Oh, my God, I'm on board. I've got a great Earthquake story. This um, go- I'll write it down. This goes back to live fucking stand up yes. and that's what's happening at Zany's Nashville and the second week and I lost my job uh, as a server to take this week because they just they forgot they didn't have an MC was Bruce Bruce uh huh so I went from Killer Bees this southern guy that I don't understand some of his joke like a lot of his material it's too it's his own thing yeah <laughs> and like some of the references like I don't and a lot of rhythm and yeah, his yeah. cadence. Yeah, and he once he gets people on board, it's just this ride. It's very impressive. Yeah. You have that too, by the way. There's a music to what I hate. It's, I like you the seem rhythm. like the guy that I go like if I go. There's a music to you, like you just disintegrate, <laughs> like you go away, like you can't do it anymore because I'm the asshole that went. It's like I went to see the Matrix sequel. Of course, I was thrilled. I went midnight yes. showing. Uh, the first fight guy next to me leans over and goes, it's like a beautiful dance. And I was like, no. it is, but don't say that. You yeah, can't. don't don't. I yes. want to think it's fighting. It's that whole thing. If you analyze comedy too much, yeah. it's not funny. But I do want to pay you the compliment. There, there's something going on that makes it funnier. It's like the people that aren't using rhythm and cadence and music. Yeah. And I just mean music in the way they deliver are missing out on a way to make your act 30% funnier. Yes. What are you doing? It's another level of what we're doing. And I think that's – and I handle – people give me that compliment. All the time, I was like, I love to see you just like handle heckler, man. And I'm like, I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> that is a skill I developed because I had to. Yeah. And I'm good at it because it makes me angry. Yes. Because it's that thing of just like, let me do what I do. Billy I'm Wayne. good at it. I don't think I've ever told this story, which is rare. But I was <laughs> in Montreal, second Montreal reference. And I went to dinner 
And I was doing these shows across the street, and we were just eating, me and my friend Oren and these two girls. And I didn't know one of the girls. And she I was – I know Oren. Yeah, Oren. Yeah. Was great. And he was go, the girl was going on – this is a short story. She was going on and on about how she loves heckling, how she loves participating, how to her that's what the show is. Oh. And if you can't handle it, you shouldn't be up there. Just like the most heinous – Think. listen to how we're talking about stand-up. Yeah. It's a communal thing. It's no, a church. I'm getting angry. I know. Right I now. bet you like, are. Like, so Billy Wayne, friendly, like, fun, aggressively fun Pete, literally was like – she was like, what time's your show? And I was like, not only can you not come to my show, <laughs> please promise me you'll never go to another comedy show again. And you should – that's it. the nicest way <laughs> to put that. But I said it – yeah, I know. I wasn't mean – but I was firm in a way that usually you have to rear children to get to that, like... You just dropped your voice. Listen. I can't even say it. It makes me uncomfortable to be as serious as I probably was with her. I also listened to her talk for 40 minutes about, like, how that's what comedy is. I was just, like, fuming inside. And she, and to her, she's still not wrong. Because to her, that's what makes her laugh. I understand it's more like the... That she is wrong. I understand that there's parts of, going back to the Cockney accent, there's parts of Europe where it's like, that's the show, mate. <laughs> I don't like, even do the I don't want to do that room. Right, I, exactly. I want to do the, we're in this together. Let's all push the boulder in the same direction. Yeah. Let's not laugh at it teetering and neither squashing me or squashing you. What's that about? It, well, it, people come mad. <laughs> they come mad. And then there's also like... I I was in Olympia the other night and this Washington? Yes. And this lady I'm just, just calling out the states. Hartford, Connecticut, Olympia one. <laughs> this lady. And she she was just she was just like she wasn't even heckling, she just had to say something like every thirty to forty five seconds. Yeah. And just in the front row and no one addressed it. And she finally said something and I was like, Listen, just shut the fuck up. You you've gotta understand, like I I don't think you're being rude or anything. I think you're just one of those people that if you don't talk every so often, your brain and you worry that you cease to exist. You start to disappear. And yeah. so you need to – and like her friends lost their mind when I – like like yes. it was Def Jam just like, ah, finally. And I was like, see, that is a testament yeah. to how you are. Yeah. You are here. Yes. Just shut up for the next 15 minutes. Yes. Isn't it funny how the truth is just funny? Nothing you said. Nothing. Is really a joke. Not at all. You just said, you made a colorful analogy. It sounds like if you stop talking, you disappear. That's kind of whimsical. Yes, but I'm not really funny. No. You're just diagnosing something. And that was probably the funniest part of the show. Just like Mitch Hedberg realizing he's repeating the joke or whatever it might be. It was a true moment. Yes. Right? And I I think I articulated something that her friends had never been like, that's what it is. That's it. That is kind of a function of stand up. Is you go the stand up is kind of roasting human behavior, yes, if and then you yeah. might go it's part of it that's you yes. or better <laughs> that's me oh that's me shit shit I'm the guy that doesn't take my blinking Bluetooth earpiece off at dinner and yeah. you, or you're at the show and you just slyly take it off uh, or they just Good. check they just check yeah <laughs> is that, a, a ginger touch of both ears okay. You've been corrected. Do you have an older brother or sister? I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. I have two younger sisters. Because I kind of so got some of that service. Oh, they corrected me. Oh, gosh. And they still do. I got some of my tease correction from my brother, which is kind of undervalued. I, you know, I talk about my brother and I weren't really close either, but I did get some of that, like, like I was wearing a black 
a black turtleneck, and I had my gold cross chain on nice. the outside. Nice, because you had well, yeah. Because I where are you gonna wear it? Underneath? Mom, mom, did, where am I gonna wear it? Yeah, underneath. Underneath. Mom got this for me. I'm gonna rock it on the yes. outside. My I, brother goes, "You look like a fucking nun," and I just oh, I got that's it. That's a nice way to put that. I got like it. A, yeah, like a late '90s white <laughs> rapper. That's the look. Yeah. <laughs> you look like uh what are they called? Uh this would be where I say the reference and it's really funny now it's no longer impressive. I can't think of them. Remember the guy? He had like high and tight. He had like a, almost Conan O'Brien's hair and shaved on the side. Vanilla Ice? No, yeah, that is true. Snow? No, the two guys. There were two of them. They had canes. Is it uh, it's not color me bad? No, at the end of one of their videos they beat up Vanilla Ice actually. Really? Yeah. Was White guys. Yeah, I think they were white, Damn maybe it. Oh, Hispanic. No. Maybe white, maybe Hispanic. Yeah, maybe a very light Hispanic. Okay. <laughs> Puerto Rican. The most bit. thorough guy calling in a police report. I saw a white man, maybe an albino black person, <laughs> maybe a very light. Like, I don't want to judge quickly. He lo- appeared to be a white male. Okay, sir. He got away. <laughs> He's, he got away. In the most inclusive. It could have been, yeah, you get the bit. I got it. I don't know what I was talking about. I was just thinking of living, I was just in Seattle and just how too inclusive they are. Oh, yeah, you were telling the story of Olympia, Washington and... Oh, yeah. That story done. I think we're done with that. That story done. So then we go back to our original question, which is when I'm talking about Eddie Izzard or even, although Mitch Hedberg is built for the open mic, I could see how somebody would go, do five minutes tell 15 jokes yeah. and rise quickly. Yes. Somebody like you goes up and you're being very, I'm not saying you couldn't kill an open mic, but you normally go up, it's an adrenalized situation. Yeah. And a lot of other people are doing what we're kind of complaining about in a lot of stand-up specials where it is like the They're doing it at you. They're doing it at you. Yes. And then you're going, and I'm not just saying this because he's also Southern, but you and Nate Bargatze will go up and be like, this is happening. Yeah. Just, just like a a southern example but i was gonna say like a bug zapper like it's just there and you can fly towards it or not <laughs> mm-hmm. no that's i think that's it and then but yes. th- was that quick coming or did you have to learn that or did someone i think i i was always decent at public speaking like growing up I was why like, i don't how, know how do you know that because people told me and the church figured out you do it at church yeah the church kind of figured it out you do readings no i wouldn't do readings i would it was like student council, stuff like that, and I was always in teams, uh-huh. sports teams, and then one day I just figured out that I wasn't, I'd never got nervous speaking in public, because I realized very young that, well, everyone wants to listen when they're talking, <laughs> when someone's talking, so That's just funny. talk. If just you, give them what they want. Yeah, if you're just going to, if you have something to say, say it. Isn't that funny? That's almost like a dysfunction in your, adva- in your advantage. It is. It's yes. like It's like a way of looking at it that's different from almost everybody. And you don't realize it's different. Right, of course. Yeah. I like it because it's, I, similarly, I think I ha- that kind of speaks to how I thought as a kid too. And it's kind of a rare breed that would rather everyone listen to them than just kind of listen, I guess. Or Well, and I wasn't, and I still think I'm, I don't. I have a lot to say, and I don't want to say anything unless I have something to say. That's great. You know, I'd rather listen and then hear everything out and then be like, okay. Because okay, I've said enough dumb stuff at this point in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to wait. That's great. 
And if I have to really believe it, or I'm just going to mess with somebody. But it can be calming to have people listening to you. It's kind of the point I was making. It, yes. It, it ended up sounding like I was like, I just have to talk. You can listen too, but it's comforting. It's comfortable yes. to talk. Yes. And you're like, people listen when you talk. So it's almost like water fills in a cup, so fill the cup. You should put it in the cup. Put it in the cup. I'm holding this water. I see all these cups around. And mine was always like this, like, <laughs> it was like this set up time to go talk so I could go talk. And then I didn't have to talk every... I remember... You got it out of your system. Like, and I remember when I started doing stand-up, I was still in college before <laughs> I dropped out. I was still kind of going to a couple classes I liked. And then there was a couple <laughs> where I was like, I know I'm about to give this up. Uh, <laughs> and then... I'm slowly turning the volume yeah, down. Yeah, this is just... And I'm not even going to that one anymore. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I could... It's fine. Uh, I found this thing I'm going to do forever. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that at parties I didn't have to be on. Yeah. I could just go to a party, hang out, and then leave. I didn't have to be like, why is everyone not having fun? Yeah. I'm going to fix it. I'll be the fun guy. Were you that way before stand-up? Yeah. Ah, so see, buddy, yeah. even when you were saying, uh, and it was a fine compliment, that I'm like aggressively fun, right? Yeah. It's like in these pockets. I'm trying to have that just bleed into all of my life. Yeah. But a lot of the time, sometimes I, I'm worried like, I'll meet a fan and they'll be with me for an extended period of time or whatever. And I'm like, are you disappointed that I'm not oh, intensely I interested in like, you? I, I don't I'm like selling you. stuff after the show because I'm like, you guys are going to be disappointed because I'm really great up there. But right now I'm yeah. just like, kind of like, I don't like this. By the way, the people with their parents that are their best friends always feels a little weird to me. The comedian that loves the merch table oh, man. is always a little bit weird. Yeah, to you're me. like, what do you know? <laughs> Like, sometimes I won't even go out and sell. Like, I didn't do that in Seattle. And uh, Derek Sheen was like, are you going to go sell stuff? And I was like, if they really want something, they'll come. He's like, hey, they want to buy the thing. And yeah. I was like, right now, just. <laughs> you wanted a courier system. Yeah. Like, and he was like, no, I understand what you're saying. And I was like, there wasn't that many people at the show. So if they really want something, well, they'll just hang out. I used to, in my in my single days, I'd say, I don't want to have sex after the show. Sometimes comedians use it for sex. That's not to say that I haven't done that. I certainly have. But yeah. it always We felt, all play with it. Yeah, yeah. We, we, all, we all play with that dark power. Yes. But uh, I also, even sometimes when I was doing it, I was like, shit, man. <laughs> I got to be that guy for another three hours just for a hand job. Oh, yes. You know what you, I mean? Oh, without there's, a doubt. There's no... Uh, the, listen to two grown men talking because uh, I'm in a committed relationship and I love it. I'm not one of those guys that goes like, but all the beaver. You know what I mean? No, it's beaver. so nice to be in a relationship. Where I'd like, be like, oh, I can be myself. I can relax. This this yeah. is 35. It's fucking great. I'm 37, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's great. It is great. Grown men. It's wonderful. Who needs it? I, I don't want to be juggling tangerines just to... Oh, just... <laughs> there was this girl that, after the show the other night and you know when they make that... It was, she was very, very pretty, and they just stare at your eyes in that way where they just kind of say, like, vague things and then just keep staring. You're like, I don't know what you want me to say. Yeah. And I'm sure that, like, a lot of dudes fall for this, but like, this funny. is not, I don't care. Well, there's a type of given. And also, your boyfriend is right there. Yeah, that's, that's a, a that's, weird that's thing a, you're doing. That's a weird one, too. Yeah. Nobody likes that. Nobody wins. You're like Florida where they're like, hey, you want to sleep with my old lady? And you're like, kind of, but I'm afraid you'll want to be there, too. Is that happened? It's Florida, like like clockwork. You want to sleep with my old lady? Yeah, like mm -hmm. <laughs> Florida. Florida. 
Florida? I haven't been there in a while, but like literally every time I would go down there, at least once or once or twice a weekend. No some way. Weird, somewhere in either side of the coast. It yeah. doesn't matter. It, it, was, it was just Florida. Yeah. Are we talking northern Florida? Are we talking, we're not, not Miami. No, not Miami. Miami, yeah, everyone's got their own thing in Miami. <laughs> I but mean, like, Miami's doing something weird, but it's not yeah, that. It's, yeah, <laughs> yes, Miami's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like Fort Lauderdale to like Tampa, that kind of, wow. that little area. So they say you want to fuck my old lady, and then you just politely decline? I mean, it's kind of like, What I is she doing over there, like primping her hair? A little bit, yeah. Or they just, you could tell she's like, this is his thing. Or there's some of the, I mean, it's all just the it's weird. It's his thing. You could tell it's all this weird. Yeah. Like just, in, yeah. just weird. In the movie Sideways, where the waitress sleeps with uh, Thomas Hayden Church. I don't know if you've seen Sideways. Yes, I have. Then later the husband catches her and they're fucking. And he's like, you liked when you fucked that guy? You fucked that guy with your dirty, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it turns him on to think of his partner as somewhat degraded or like loose. Or yes, I don't know what to say. That's a loose. different, yeah, mindset where they're raised odd. Um, well, it feels like pimping a little bit, especially if they're like, "This, sorry, this is his thing." Or like when they call like the the that new derogatory term to call someone. I guess it replaced fag is like cuck. Cuck. Yeah, you oh. know, you've heard cuck. No, right? like cuckold. Yeah, that's the whole. Republican and all that. Oh wait, no, I you know I, I have about. stayed off Facebook enough to not really know what you're talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's nice. Yeah. Yes. But that's, But I, I have heard that. Yeah, it's more just in the vernacular. I thought you were gonna now. say sissy. I'm a big I don't like sissy. I'm like at least have the disgustingness to say the F word. Yes. Just just say sissy. Just, just be terrible. Yes. <laughs> yes. We know you mean, yeah. People that don't curse, that is a weird one. It's like they say words instead of that. It was like, well, it's the same meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just well, I'm you don't like syllables. Christian college, so it, yeah, it would be cheese and crackers. Oh, cheese and rice instead of Jesus Christ. I'm like, guys, he knows what you mean. You just touch your face in that way. That's how I touch my face. Just. And those guys would say fag, but they wouldn't say Jesus Christ. They wouldn't say fuck. They wouldn't say shit. They'd say fag. I know pussy, which I you know, I enjoy a good pussy from <laughs> yeah. from time to time. Sometimes I like it's it. It fills a black. Sometimes yeah. it, uh, or when a fills woman a calls a man a pussy, that is that's a good one. That is special. When you say I'm feeding my dick steak, oh, you're not a pussy. It's funny. It works on the two levels. Thank you. Yeah, I I'm, very much enjoy. I it. like that joke a lot. There's a yeah. lot of I'm just fucking buttering your bread, but there's a lot of jokes where there's moments where you're like, how? And you know how? You, it's because you do the jokes a lot. There's, there'll be this like one little turn. Yeah, it's this shiny little rock at the bottom of the pan. If we're mining for gold, uh-huh. and and you didn't see it coming, and it's so small, but it's like the best part. That's you know my favorite I mean? type right? of joke. Yes. Well, that's what you're doing. Thank you. And it has to just be by rote. So tell now, tell me your story. I keep that's it. Right. I think it's the work part. You, did, like, you did the road. Yeah, I did. I mean, I worked with Ralphie May for a while. He yeah. was very kind to me and brought me out. Uh, his audience is not quite my audience. Yeah, you know, but I learned a lot of, uh, a lot of room, how to work rooms. But he loved you, Ralphie. Loved yes, you. yeah. Um, and then, then we went our kind of separate ways. And but the whole time I was, did oh, you break up? I don't. That wasn't like a. It was just. I'm more, not looking. This isn't like a salacious podcast. I'm no, it was just more like he does his thing, and then like you know, you grow apart. Right. Well, that happened. More. Chris Thayer and I. He was my opener for a long time. We had a conversation where it was like we talked about. How that's 
you can open for someone for too long. Yeah. Was kind of the lesson. Yeah. And it was just like, it just, and, you know, a, a, a ways through, I was doing a different version of my act in front of his audience. Of course. You know Survival. what I mean? Survival. Yeah. It was like, I I kind of called them corporate gigs where I was like, I was doing a version of my act that wasn't me. So funny. And it paid real good. And I got to learn different muscles. Yeah. Um, that's the great thing about stand-up. Even if you're doing it not a hundred, it's still going to sneak something into you. Oh yes, you know what I mean. Well, and you learn how to hold rooms. That's it. You know what I mean. It might just be basic posture, voice, yeah, whatever, and and not being afraid. I'm sure he's playing some big ass rooms. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I got to do some cool stuff, and then and then I I was aware enough of what was happening there that when I was living in Seattle, I could develop my voice there. So I was. You know, but that's was, such a key break. See, we're talking yeah. we're talking about too much road yeah. versus not enough road. Yeah, no, I can both are terrible. Go do <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. No, without a doubt, both are terrible. You need both. Like you're, I listened to the Todd Berry podcast with you and him. Uh huh. Where and oh, we like, got in a debate. Well, and someone was like, it, it gets pretty like contentious. And then I was listening to it, and I was like, when did that happen? It just sounded like two grown ups talking. And I think Todd kept saying. Like, this is a fight. Like, we're fighting. Oh, because yeah. I was saying there's such a thing as too much road. And he was like, no, you go and do your act. Well, and I think... <laughs> I was like, and he, you're both right. Do you know what I mean? We are both right. Because... I, and I hope even in that debate I conceded that there's a point to him. I just don't know... If you stay out too long, you're gonna Ralphie May yourself. You're gonna only... You're gonna start to forget the thing that is really you. Yes. And you're going to start doing the thing that works. Yes. We can't help it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're fucking some guy's old lady in Florida, and you think you're king of the world, and then there's a subtler call, yeah. as in life, to be your authentic self. It might be less shiny, might be less immediately effective, but it's the real shit. And I've lost people to the winds of the pirate seas. Yeah. Just trying to make their... Whatever it might be, it's better in the in the on the mainland. <laughs> to or me, can be to me, and I think when I quit drinking completely, mm. that it became like really to me important to just be who I was, and I just I think I saw isn't that funny? I saw a lot of a lot of people that I liked as stand ups, and and I'm not talking about Ralphie here. He is a, a, an example, but they get really popular, and they just want to do what's what their crowd wants them to do. Yep. And then you watch, you know, that second or third special and you're like, what is this? Uh, buddy, I'm going to say hit it. Yeah. It's a crazy thing. And here comes a Sinbad quote. Comedians are funnier when they're riding the bus. It's just true. Yeah. I know that's, it comes up a lot. You, I, I see the risk of it with me. I liked my last special very much, but I'm like, am I three specials away from the one where I just go up and blow bubbles at them? Well, and even <laughs> there, I mean, and I'm not critiquing you, but that crowd loved you so much, and that that's yeah. a Pete Holmes crowd, yeah. And that special, there's a couple things where you don't even say jokes; you just say things, and they, yeah. There was like a, a time I was I forget where I was watching. I was just I think it was by don't myself. You hear and, the sirens, and it's I was the like, danger. I was like. Pete, you just said a thing. Yeah. You, that wasn't a joke. Yeah. You could see it in your eyes. You're like, okay, anyway, yeah. but yeah, that yeah, messed yeah. up my timing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, no, that is the danger of success. It's a weird complaint. It's, ha, I'm not even going to complain. No, yeah, yeah. I do love it, but then when, like, I catch myself not saying yes to gigs, even around town. Like, do you want to do the improv main room? And I'm like, 
I'll do the lab. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'll do the little room. And then I'm like, like just, just this week I was like, I got to go back. And I was trying to remember that me that would go up, do Zany's Nashville, pre-fame, you know, podcasts, yeah. uh, obviously weirdos would come out. But I wasn't like selling the place out. So it was like a regular crowd. And it was like a working it, finding it yeah. and earning it. And then that felt pretty good. And then the special felt like a, a reward, like the meltdown. But that's like what it should be, right? That is what it should be. But that's the too much, not enough complaint. Yeah. It is a weird line. Like, I think when I quit drinking too, I, I truly realized what Chappelle did when he left. What when, do you mean? When he left the... Uh, the 200 million or something? Yeah, the bazillion dollar. When they announced that price, he was he was aware enough that he's like, you've just fucked me. Yeah. I can't be... A comedian, uh, and I like being a comedian. You think he loses his relatability? I think he realized that. Or it's like nobody. I remember watching a documentary years ago where there was a no, it was like a matchmaking show, and he was a multimillionaire, and he was like, and he likes doing stand-up comedy. I'm like, no one wants to hear from you. Yeah, why? The king does not come off the throne to do five. Yeah, the gesture does it. Yes, and he knows he might fall in the trapdoor at any moment. And that's what makes it great. The king is like, "You're going to laugh at me, or I'm going to kill you." Exactly. That's well, your role. Be the king. Yeah, you're it's fucking cool. dope. Yeah, you're getting. <laughs> yeah, it's a gesture instead of jester, but keep going. We all knew what you meant. <laughs> that's the grace you get with Billy Wayne. Um, <laughs> it is that thing of like when people correct, like, "Oh, you you said that word wrong." Like, yeah, but you knew what word I was meaning to yeah. say. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Fucking asshole. Yeah, it's weird. Um. It's people's Different ego. trips, man. Different trips. It's egos. <laughs> you, just, um, you just touch their hand and go, you're right, I love you. <laughs> they, get, like, they finally get what they wanted. Okay. <laughs> it's crazy to give people what they want, especially going back to the parents. I'm like, I know what my mom wants, and I'm just so resistant to giving it to her. <laughs> I've, yes, do you, I, I've realized that I do this thing where I can tell when people have valid, want validation from me, but, and I do not want to give it to them. Just because I think it's it's more 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 that I'm like you don't need my validation ah so I don't you're I trying wouldn't. to wake them up you're like you think it'll help but it won't it so won't. let's skip it yeah just don't let's just hang out you don't need I already I'm we're hanging out you already have my validation if, right if I'm hanging out with I'm you, with you yes look let's just I'm not running away but also I think people want me to tell them they're funny yeah and sometimes I'm like and I just can't if I don't think they're Good I at know. It yet. Also, you don't want me to fire up that machine. It nope. goes back to like I, I, off stage. We we found our cups. We put our water in the cups, and that feels real nice. And the rest of the day, if someone's being performative or flashy, it's like, do you really want? Like Valerie knows I can be silly. I love yeah. being silly. Oh, I love silly is easy. Just yes. Valerie loves silly. Absurd. Is we the best. laugh all yes. the time. I'm talking silly dances, silly voices. Yes. Whatever you want, I can do that. All goddamn day. I have no problem being silly or fun. But being funny, if someone's like, if we were at a birthday party and they were like, I just want to tell you this joke, that, like a three-minute joke that I'm working on. It'll be like, you could probably hear like an old computer. Like, <laughs> like turning on. I go away and then it's just analyzed. It's, yes. It's not even and what you And they're not going to do it well. <laughs> and I'm going to break it down. Yes. Because that's what I do in my head for me. Well, of course. We're like when people are like, you were talking about like those little nuggets that you. Yeah. That's what makes stand up to me is like those. Yeah. It's just a little cherry on top of a bit. Yeah. Um, 
it's like when Louis came out and he was like, you know, I do a, a, a new hour every year. And then everyone talks about, like, I'm working on my new hour. And they're like, fucking why? Hey, that dude has yeah. been doing it 25 years, and he was already on a different level 15 years ago. Right, right. So stop being like him. Why are you jumping? Why Why are you jumping right into that level? It's absurd. It's absurd. Yeah. And then Einstein's figuring out the fabric of the universe. Start with some math. Yes. You just get fractions. Do yes. Do simple algebra. Solve X. Yeah. Solve X. X plus one equals three. Come yes. on, you got do this. It. Do that one first. And you then got we'll, it. Then we'll talk about relativity. You're absolutely right. People are going because it's not athletic, because it's intellectual and it's and it's more subtle than throwing a, a, a football. Yeah. You understand? Like you can't really see what Louis is doing that's different, people go, I, could t- I can stand and talk. He talks for an hour. He talks And for that's an hour. so many specials. You see hour. that. They're like, I did an hour. And you're like, no, you did 30. And <laughs> then you talked. You filled the rest of the 30 minutes. You should call, comedians should call their hours sometimes if they're falling into this pattern. I felt like I had to do this. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and dedicate it to Louie at the beginning. That's, and then it goes back to your validation going, do you th- call your special, do you think Louie will see this? God, I hope he likes this. <laughs> does Does comedy dad like me? Yes. That's, yes. Will he throw the ball with me? The 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 best guy says he uses this terminology, so I'm going to, yeah. this is the lingo. Who cares? And uh, Edison slept three hours a night. Uh, if you're inventing shit, maybe start with a good eight hours. Yeah, and I'm sure Go he with was the day on some... <laughs> yeah, yeah so he, amphetamine. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah. People don't take that into account. They're like, oh, they... he did this. And they're like, yeah, they're, well, then that's not human. Right. And he's had help. Oh, my God, buddy. I remember when I first got divorced, I, I started going out more. And I was like, oh, people are – not everybody, not a lot of people. But I'm like, people are doing cocaine. Yeah. That's why they always want to go out. And stay out. Yes. I thought I, I'm the only one that loves sleep. These motherfuckers are on shit. Yes. And when you are a young boy and your dad takes you to the Edison Museum, the tour guide doesn't say, well, we yeah. all know. He was probably, yes. He was on some shit that was legal back then. Yeah. He was he was drinking Coca-Cola all night. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but you would be shot if you had that can of Coca-Cola today. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and then they take it and use it. <laughs> that that is the yes. Or or you want to use those drugs. Like I've never done acid. Yeah. Just because dudes made it. Ah, humans. Dude. That's funny. I I've, I've heard the other argument where people are like uh mushrooms from what we can tell from what some say came from outer space. Like it literally was something that we don't have that on the planet anywhere else. Well, I thought it, it's developed through cow's intestinal tract. Well, it's, it grows on the shit. Yeah. That's where it continues to spawn, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, two I've idiots. i done mushrooms. Let's skip ahead. I want to get to the funny part. <laughs> the funny part is there's a belief that they come from outer space. So it's just like some people are like, oh, it's like an ancient technology that they put into the mushroom that we eat. And then it gives us this info. And then some people are like, but that info, it might just be like this spinning wheel. <laughs> yeah. That you don't even Or they understand. just left it and they're like, we don't need that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And then, the, and then they come back up. and they're like, shit, they're using the shit. <laughs> they tried to build the perpetual motion machine. They think the shit is the, sh- the thing. We put it into shit mushrooms and uh, then they ate it and then they saw it. We put it on shit thinking they wouldn't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're eating Arby's. Yeah. Hey-oh. 
but then I've heard people be like, LSD is like is cutting edge science. It's someone cutting into it and being like this pure and clean, and we know where it came from. But I I don't know. I just don't think that's true. Yeah, I I think it's still no matter what. It's a wild thing. You can really understand the the breakdown of LSD, and it's still going to take you on a journey on the and back I've of a never, dragon. Yeah, and I've never done it because of that. Re- like everything I'd read about it was like, oh, these scientists came up with it, and then yeah. they, the you know, the CIA used it because they thought it was a truth serum. Yeah, and then they realized just people were just seeing crazy shit, yeah. jumping out of windows. Yeah, but I, I mean, at the same time, a couple years ago, I smoked DMT. Oh, you went right to the head of the line. <laughs> I really did. And it was just such a whim. And it was probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. You did the full three hits? Like you got it in you? Oh, yeah. I mean, like some people, like I've taken a hit of DMT. No, I did. Someone like, was I like, had the shaman Shane Moss take me on the ride. And, well, that, well, who do you think? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know. Everyone I talked to, like, was it Shane? Like, yeah, well, Shane yeah. gave me a hit of DMT. Was it at Bridgetown? No. Okay, because that's where we I did just it. just sitting around playing. He loves games we're playing games and i i don't know does this make sense sometimes you're like worried the hallucinogenic thing you could Mm -hmm. call it god yeah uh but it it feels like its own thing won't welcome you in so i the last time the time before i had taken mushrooms or something i was like oh it kind of seemed weird to see me or something (laughs) like i know none of that makes sense yeah so he was like just take one hit of the dmt and i took it and it was like kind of – this sounds so stupid, but of course it's just a comparison. It felt happy to see me and I was just kind of very light and happy and I was like, oh, this is great. But you, but I only did the one. You did the full. I went in. You went in. It was like – it was maybe 10 or 12 minutes. Tell me everything. <laughs> it was uh, It was at Bridgetown. I quit drinking. I couldn't get stoned enough. You know when you're like around people drunk and like you don't drink and you're just like, okay – that's I'm trying not to drink right now. So yeah. as a result, I'm smoking more pot, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Oh, I like pot and alcohol." Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, oh, yeah. My. If I'm going to be around people on alcohol, you need alcohol. <laughs> That's when I realized. Like, I realized why I drank so much. It wasn't because it was like I love booze. It was because like I need to just dumb it down yes. so I can. Mike O'Connell has a great joke where he goes, "I'm oh. twice as smart as the average man, so I have to drink." twice as much just to he like does this very i can't do it and he's like just to get to your level i I drink twice as much as you just to get to where you are and then i start drinking (laughs) yes i feel that way my brain works really fast i agree well i have to just slow it down a lot of comedians when i'm not it's not that i'm not drinking uh but i'm trying it like it's i guess i don't know how to put it's boring I'm taking days off. Like, there, I'll go three, four days in a row without drinking. Oh, okay. That almost never happens. See, I was always like a, if I choose to drink, I'm going to drink a lot. Uh-huh. And if I don't want to, if, like, people are like, let's go have a couple drinks. I'll be like, cool, I'm not going to drink at all. Yeah. Because I don't, and to this, like, right now, I don't see the point in that. You go harder, not at all. It's like, if you want to get drunk, let's get drunk. I, I, I think. I've heard people say that. There's a funny comedian that was like, why are you having your birthday party at a bowling alley? Let's just go to a bar. Have the courage yes. to say, I want to get drunk. Get drunk. Let's get drunk. I'm trying to get fucked up. I wonder if that is a charming small town thing of you. It's like, we're going to where the beer and the liquor is to get drunk. Yeah. You go to the grocery store to get groceries. We're going to get hammered. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I don't want to feel normal, kind of. Right. You know what I mean? You don't know the magic of almost two drinks? It's not even my theory. Almost two drinks. 1.75 drinks. Everything's possible. Nope. 
I your don't, heart is open. I just get a little groggy, and I'm like, I want more of this. Really? Yeah. Do you have the allergy? Is that what you're thinking? I think that's probably what yeah. it is. I'm not saying, based on everything you've said, that you're definitely struggling nope. with alcoholism or whatever you want to Well, call. I never had a problem not drinking. Yeah. It's just like when I drink, it's like... Why not do it? Let's just drink. And then towards the end, it was after my divorce, and she was keeping my son from me, that I started drinking like for the wrong reasons to right. make the pain stop. Uh-huh. And then... Sad drinking. Yeah. Drinking with a purpose. And then my tolerance was always really high. That's also, that's something I I, I find in common with my friends that are concerned that their drinking is a problem is they all have that, uh, I have a really high tolerance. Yeah, I really. And that really does DeRosa made me, and it was after I quit, I, you know, you analyze and stuff like that. Like I was talking to DeRosa one time and he was like, I was like, you've never blacked out. And he was like, no, I always just like follow. Joe said that? Yeah. (laughs) And, uh. He's like, I always. I don't know if I've been with a blacked out Joe, but I've been with a Joe that if, like his con- if his consciousness stayed with him, it should have some more respect for itself. It should have been like, I'm well, out of here. I think that's Joe to a T, though. Like, I think about that, about sober Joe, where it's like, sometimes like, hey, man. Yeah, he Joe. shouldn't think like that. He's an intense guy. Yeah. I love Joe to death, by the way. He is the guy that will scream two things, do a shot, or we're going to a diner. Yeah. Those are, that's what Joe wants to say. Yeah. And I, he was like, I either pass out or I throw up. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I did neither of those things. Your body was up for it. Yeah, and my brain would be like, no, nah, we're done. Yeah. And my body would be like, we are not done. Wow. We're just getting loose. I flacked out before. Yeah. I can't, obviously I can't remember, but I, I know, you know, you get the flashes. What, 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 are your, what was it like for you? I just... There would be a point where I would remember certain things and then nothing. But you were definitely doing shit. Oh, yeah. I was telling this the other night. Like, there was a. It's weird that you can, like, talk to people and stuff. The time oh, that that's I was black. Fat. That is scary. Like, there's yeah. a time in, in uh, Cleveland where I woke up missing Ohio? a shoe. Yes. <laughs> that, oh, there's a Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> uh, it's a terrible place. Uh, it was Ohio. And I woke up the next day and missing a shoe. And then the shoe I took off, like, I had just scrapes on that, on the top of that foot. Oh, my God. Which was like, a, that's weird, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 Because you'd think that the missing shoe would have all the, the marks. <laughs> and then just, and normally. And now every full moon. Oh, yeah, and who I knows. I need to be locked up. And, like, I literally wouldn't watch the news or TV that day because I was like, I've, I'm wanted for something. Wow. I don't know what happened. Normally, like, I would wake up and be like, whoa. Just like, but there, like that morning I woke up and I was like, so I was, that was dark last night. I don't know where I ended up. You're or, making me remember a terrible one. It's a terrible one. I remember being, it's not that terrible compared to other good ones. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's an okay one. I remember being blacked out. I didn't do it, but I remember it making perfect sense. I was like, I was horny and I was like, just jerk off. I was like, mm. just do it. And it made so much sense. I was like, no one can see. I was in a place no one could see. But I yeah. was like, oh, my God. I woke up the next day and that horrible. <laughs> You're like, what? Rem- rem- yes. Remember, I was like, I, I, I was walking home alone, but I was like, Pete, that's insane. And you you feel so apart. Like, it's another thing. Like, it's like, I don't want to say it's a demon, but it's like where we get that sort of thinking. Yeah. Like, we let something else take the wheel. Well, that thing, and that thing yes. that's like, just jerk off. You're horny, jerk off. That you normally be like, hey, shut exactly. up. Exactly. Your super ego is the one that's sleeping. It's your id. And your id is there. And that, I used to have a joke like that. And if you're unsure of what your id is, it's the root word of idiot. 
That's so good. And like, doing that joke in the South, it would just be like, just shoo. They didn't know. I should bring that joke back. That's a great joke. Mm-hmm. Actually, you ever hear a joke so good, you, you put it in a special pile called, don't steal this joke. You need to remember that this is someone <laughs> yes. else's joke. Because it fills a gap. Yes. It's like, I talk about the id. Yes. And I want to say, but no, Billy yes. Wayne Davis, I'm branding it. Oh, thank you. Somebody uh, will hear this and do it. But then, so you, you were blacking out, not being tempted to jerk off. That's my weird one. <laughs> but do you, when did you, then your wife leaves. I remember the first thing we bonded over. Oh, yeah. Was that we were dating crazy people. Yes. I don't want to put down your partner. Uh, but my partner at the time, to my, where I was standing, seemed very insane. Yes, to mine too. <laughs> oh, like I actually took her to the doctor and she was, you know. What do you mean? We went to the psychiatrist and the psychiatrist. You talked her into being like, this has to happen? Uh, this was like early on in our marriage. Because uh-huh. like I just noticed, like she was older than me, so I like I let a Still lot go. Is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> and there was just like certain things where I'd be like, I don't understand why you're so angry. Yes. And it was like, and it can't be about the dishes. You can't be this mad about the dishes. Yeah. I remember that specifically. That was like a conversation we had where I was like, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. That you're this mad at me about the dishes. Yeah. And then I, I think some people at her work were like, there's something. And then, Oh, really? So you were at least getting confirmation. Yes. I used to say to my, the girl uh, that I try to be loving towards in my mind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to just discard her. We had some nice times too. But I remember something I would say to her in arguments. And I've never, I had never argued before. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah. Sweet Pete. Yeah, sweet Pete will hear you out. Yeah, I, I there's you, no you, like scream your arguments. I would, like, yeah, we, we I would like, never. What has happened? I would raise my voice, but I would never scream. She would scream. Yeah, she would scream. It would be fucking crazy. But I would always say, you could survey a million people. No one would side with you. Like no one would yeah. understand what you're saying right now. It was almost like that, like. Um, like I like writing scripts and stuff. So I'm trying to think of like this is not a relatable character. Yeah. If I wrote you, no one would believe it. When you start, <laughs> yes, and you start putting, you can't speak. There was no logic. There's no logic. No, no logic, which it's, makes you crazy. It makes you start being crazy too. And then you start trying to combat that anti-logic with like, well, maybe if I say, bring in this angle from this yeah, way, yeah, maybe yeah. she'll understand it. It's that like you're way. making a U-turn or something. You can't then, go at it straight, so we'll go past it. Yes, which is we'll make crazy. A sneaky. We'll turn off the lights. Yes. in the car. We'll make a U-turn. Yes, we'll pull up beside her and be like, "Hey, this way." Yes, and then that doesn't because they because there's no logic. And let me ask you this: Did they? I call it quarantine and kill. You blow up the bridges to other people. So this person would be jealous of me hanging out with yeah. friends. Forget a girlfriend, like a lady friend. Yeah. That was – meals would be ruined if I mentioned an ex-girlfriend casually. Yeah. Because I was still friends with them. Or, or you know, th- they took care of that. Blow up mm-hmm. that bridge. You can't see them anymore. You can't see uh, Kumail and Emily anymore. What? You can't see – and next thing I know, it's just me and this person. Yeah. And that was like – I don't think it was a de- deliberate strategy, but it works. And now I start to take on some of her attributes. Because you want to just... What else are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. You're in a cage. You said it. It was at Bridgetown. <laughs> and I was. I remember I was kind of drunk. And you just... We, we said something and you said... Uh, and it, the way I've been describing it, I was like, I, I just feel like I'm walking on eggshells. And you went, boom, there's a book called blah, blah, blah. It's called Walking on Eggshells. Yeah. No, I have it. Ah! And... Uh, ah! Got it like literally that next week. Because what we're talking about is borderline personality disorder. Yes. 
And it's a great, you know what, buddy? I didn't even read it. Just knowing that it was a thing. Oh, it, right? Like, I, I've read it. I've read it. I've never read it all the way through because I just read chapters. You get it. Yes. Yeah. And it was just this thing of like, oh, that's what it, yes. Because it's not the dishes. Yeah, it's, it's not. And it, you can't combat it because right. it's, it's something that they have to deal with and they have to want. And it was like a, was a, I'm not mad at her. I mean, she does make me mad. I, I can't smoke pot right now because she's had an episode and she, I haven't seen my son. And there's a clause. Wait, I don't understand. Oh, she, oh, she had a thing. Obviously, that's a thing. Yeah. And then... Oh, and there's a clause in the thing that you can't smoke. Well, the, yeah, there's this... The the original order, and that's why we're going to court to get the original order out, because because I just had a terrible lawyer when we got a divorce, and she had accused me of some stuff I didn't do, and it was still going through court. I mean, that's a long... I mean, you understand, like, dealing with someone with the mental illness, you you don't have enough time to fully explain all the details of, like... And then the, the no logic, because people were like, well, that doesn't make sense. And you're like, yeah, I know. I know it doesn't. Yeah. Um, all I want, and I'm not trying to take her relationship away from our son. All I'm trying to do is protect my relationship with my son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's trying to prevent that. So she really doesn't like you, then? Sometimes she does. <laughs> See? I tried to ask, like, a regular question. Yeah. It's like, oh, I forgot. But that's that. I mean, that's, if you read about that disorder, is like. It's all or nothing. Right. You're either an enemy or you're the best. That's right. So right now I am not the best. That's right. And so I quit. You know, she was right. She was like, you have a problem with drinking. And so I quit drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell that, that she did not see that coming. Do you know what I mean? Where I was just like, boom. <laughs> Blood out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I quit smoking cigarettes. Uh, like it. I yeah, you look like, really good. I lost like 50 pounds. You lost a lot of weight. Uh, and just, I changed my diet. Just, I read a book about nutrition where you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which it's one? Literally, uh, Nutrition for Dummies. No way. And people laugh at me. I'm like, have you read it? And they're yeah. like, no. I'm like, then shut up. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. really just opens your mind. You don't have to change a lot of the way you eat. You just yeah. realize how your body works. Right. So knowing that, you make better decisions. Well, I would say that the food companies and stuff have kind of, through advertising and whatnot, have yeah. changed the way we think about food. Yeah. And it's so far from, I'm not, this isn't the normal preach that I give about eating plants or whatever. I'm just saying, we need to recognize that we don't live in a nutrition society. No, no, we, it's not healthy. None of it. But like, it's not even a thing. No. It's like, what are you talking about? More, you, more, yes, more. Exactly. It's like almost like a capitalist approach to eating. It is. It's like you need to eat as much as you can because that's the good life. Because, and, oh, well, this is cheap. Yeah. So I'm going to get a bunch of that. Get a bunch of it. Yes. Be, why? Because you earned it. Yeah. I shouldn't. No one tells me what to do. Now you're eating. Yes. I remember a friend <laughs> of mine. That is not good for you. Right. Yeah. I went out with a friend of mine, dear friend, a smart friend, and we were eating, uh, and I got like a fucking salad, like the jerk that I am, and, uh, and he's eating garbage. And I just remember he was like, life's too short to eat shitty food. And I was like, well, that's just like such a part of the mythology of like happiness is the jack-in-the-box mystery box. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's where bliss is. That's where life is. That's where feeling good is. And you're kind of like, oh, man, we need some nutrition for dummies. Yeah. Because we don't even understand your body wants something. My favorite line is, When sorry, I changed my – I felt better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
the my favorite line about in the movie Food Matters is he goes, "People are depressed." And it's like, you should be depressed. Your body is sending you a signal that it's not getting. I'm sad about the way you're treating me. Exactly. So, a chemical thing is going on that it's like, I keep sending you messages. The next day, you're depressed. That's right. Because your body's like, you put a bunch of poison in me last night. Fuck you. Everything hurts. How did we not talk about DMT? I'm going to write that down. Keep going, though. We got onto your wife. Oh, yeah. And then. And you you lost 50 pounds. Yeah. And she. Can you? Oh, sorry. One last thing. Can you summarize kind of what you got from that book? Like, if there's one thing that really changed from Nutrition for Dummies, yeah, uh, I would say just the way your body, what your body actually needs. Uh huh. That's what I got from that book. And when I when I realized what your body needs mm. and what it doesn't need, mm. and how it makes your brain feel better, and everything works as one. Happiness is exhausting. You know what I yes. mean? Like you, you need energy. It, yes. <laughs> just you, to and, ward off them demons. And you don't have to and it's not exp- you know you're not going to waste money spending yeah. food. You just got to choose the right things. Uh that's what I got out of it more than anything. What it did was like I still eat garbage from time to time, but I'm I'm aware that at I'm, least you know. I'm I'm aware I'm eating garbage. Yeah. And And Billy Wayne by the way, me too. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's <laughs> I talked about liking alcohol and pot. Yeah. That sometimes leads to garbage. Yeah. I love gummy bears like uh, like like there's an answer to them. Oh my god. Like I was, you're, you're searching for them. Oh for the answer. Oh if yes. I eat enough, I'll know. Yeah, it'll all <laughs> Yeah. Like sit a hearth. <laughs> and I know, and and then I'll eat too many, and just be like, oh, shit, I've done that. Uh, yeah. But I also love a McDonald's cheeseburger every now and then with a just. Yeah, a, with, I understand. But I, I don't do it every day. I ate a. Uh, this is so whatever it is. What it is. But I think that's what that book got was okay. was that it made me realize like you. It's I hate to say it's fuel because that sounds so passionless. But it's like there's delicious and fun ways of eating what your body actually wants. Yes. Oh, yes. And that's what I realized, too, is like you can make food that's good for you and still taste good. But I was yeah. never that that guy. Like, I'll forget to eat, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I Because, understand. like, I don't – I eat to live. I don't live to eat. I was never one of those people. Yeah. So, I'm more of the living to eat person. It was, it's harder for me. I think. Yeah. No, and I understand And that. drinking, too. Like, th- that can be a, a real temptress. Yeah, I knew – even in my early 20s, when I first started really drinking, I remember saying, like, I'll stop doing this one day. I don't love it that much. Drinking? Yeah. Really? Um, I remember the first time I got stoned. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, I'm never not going to do this. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> do people know about this kind That's of thing? so funny. Well, that, the Chris Farley documentary, I Am Chris Farley, it has – or it might be in the book, actually – it talks about the first time he smoked. He was like, why would you ever not want to feel this way? <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> is. Yeah. And then, well, the next day is when I really, when you don't, you're not hungover. Yeah, I find and that you it, don't you, black out or do anything you're really not see, proud of. Yeah, you might have a, a weed tolerance, though. Oh, I have a ridiculous weed tolerance. Because for like, me, I do get pot hangovers. And that's something that the first time I smoke pot, I'm almost done. This is so boring. I was like, why didn't anyone tell me about brain fog? Because sometimes I'll be like, uh, hey, Dale, and it's my dad. Uh, I call my dad Dale because it's a D. <laughs> I was going for dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, his name is Dale. So. 
Your dad's he, name is Dale. His name's Dale Burt, but he doesn't like <laughs> Dale. But uh, so anyway, I'm with you. It can be somewhat harmless, but there's what I like. Seth Rogen just did the podcast, and he was like, "What I learned about weed is what weed is to me is not what weed is to everyone." Me too. <laughs> I'm the same way. I and I'm not saying that yeah. as a joke. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like people, like we were just uh, at uh, dinner on New Year's Eve, and. This the guy runs. He books the Luck Reunion, which is like Willie Nelson's thing. Uh-huh. He's a really cool dude, and he was talking about Willie, and he was like, he doesn't have the same receptors. He's like, people are just falling out left and right. Yeah, and Aaron just like she just pointed. She was like, that's him, that's and I was right. like, that is me. Yeah, I was like, I've I don't get it. Yeah, like I did that that show in Olympia was like a get stoned show, but I can't get stoned. Yeah, and so but I did it before during Bumber Shoot, and everyone else like hit the. Like uh, what, a baby hit. Yeah, they were hitting this joint like two or three times. Uh, like Whitmer was there, and Whitmer couldn't talk during his set. And then Aaron was like, "I'm so high," and I was like doing dabs. And then <laughs> I smoked a whole dab. joint by myself. And then like I got on stage, I was like, "I don't understand if did y'all have a different weed than I did? I feel fine." <laughs> and I was like, "I'm just gonna do different jokes than I did before, and I'm gonna kill." Okay. <laughs> Because it doesn't affect me. This I did the High Plains Festival in Denver. Yeah. And I took a sip of a weed lemonade. <laughs> this is when we wrote the Billy Wayne Davis Yes, song. I remember that. And uh, the funny motherfucker who can bring the laughs. <laughs> you say redneck. I don't <laughs> but I'm not a redneck. I just want to put that out there. Well, I have a, a, a test. It's um, this Jeff Foxworthy <laughs> album. My first album's great. I think it's a test, though. like <laughs> You but need to when, determine if you're. That's redneck. before he gets into the redneck stuff. Oh, is it that really? First album is like it's just him telling jokes. Yeah, and you he can kills. tell. Well, it's that thing of it's like Dan Cook. That first album, I love. Uh, I love his first. Album. I I don't hate his other albums, but that first one, there's something magical going on. Yes, yeah. where you're like, that's why he got famous. You guys, that's right. It was just not hype. Yeah, he had like the same as Foxworthy. That first you, album is yeah. Yeah, you have a very funny bit about ventriloquism. It was so funny; I was dying. <laughs> but I, one of my favorite documentaries is called Dumbstruck. I lo- I'm obsessed with it. Val and I last night were like, "There's our favorite movies, but then what are your most frequently watched movies?" Yeah, and Dumbstruck is one of them. Like the All whole the smartest thing. Smartest guys in the room. The Enron documentary. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, very it's, good. I watch it. Aaron gets mad. I watch it over and over again. Smartest right. guys in the room. It's fascinating. Smartest guys. Too long of a title. <laughs> Just for my purposes, writing. But in Dumbstruck, it's about five, I think it's five, uh, ventriloquists trying to make it. Very interesting. What you will. Interesting path. You will love it because yes. there's all these parallels to comedy. And you're like, there's the guy who made it. There's the very good guy who kind of made it. There's kind of the crazy woman. There's the kid. And then there's um, kind of a very non-traditional person. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to say that she's like strange, but she's, she's odd. And well, I mean that's that what as a strange means is yes, non-traditional. Non-traditional. Yeah. But I don't want to put her down. She's a lovely heart, but a very off the beaten path mm-hmm. person. So kind of quirky. Quirky woman. Yes. Fascinating. But you're watching the guy who made it. And he's a ventriloquist. He's Terry Fader. Okay. And uh, he really made it. He really made it. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of dollars the in Vegas. Crazy money. Yeah. Crazy made it. Yeah. And you're watching and you're like, oh, yeah. Him and the next guy, you get it. Yeah. You're not like, what? It's not, I'm not saying it's for me. Your bit is no, I, yeah. 100% yeah. correct. In fact, what we said about them, I was like, they're kind of like children. 
in a way that stand-ups aren't like children. Yeah. I mean the ventriloquists themselves have a childish quality that's like, isn't it fun that this thing is talking? Yes. And you're like... And it never leaves. They never lose it. No. It's just like your brain doesn't, isn't afraid of public speaking. They're not ashamed of not speaking. A, yes. <laughs> they don't have that thing. It's yeah. It's gone. It is, yes. But the ones that have it, there's a certain way, there's a certain style of joking, a certain sense of humor, certain sharpness. And then just, I, I hate to use, it's not really like an energy. It's just a posture. But I, these aren't even... These aren't like alpha dudes. These are fat, yeah. frumpy dudes. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you're like, I get it. Yeah. It's like, it's like you can hate on Dane, but maybe listen to his first album and you'll go, oh, shit. Yeah. You might more likely hate Jeff Foxworthy. He doesn't get a lot of respect in our circle. No. Right? I mean, I don't think people think of him as a comedian but, as much as a host person. Well, especially but now. But that, That's what I mean But now. then yeah. he was a technician. I mean, it is yeah. like, there's no wasted words. He's, yeah, it's it's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's me. After you know, I I had to hate Jeff Fox really for a while. Yeah, I and think then, you have to. You're too close to it cause, just because you're from the south. And yeah, crazy. and then the redneck stuff. Yeah, right, where right, it's right, just right. it's very and and I think I think it's pandering. He pan like it's like what you're saying. You get to, to a certain point, the audience there's chum in the water. Yeah, they want you to do the redneck stuff. Do the thing. And Larry the Cable Guy, same thing. I'm not just yeah. because you're Southern. It's because we're talking about Jeff Foxworthy. But there's it's a like, certain level of fame. Yeah. It's not even those, like, it's the not redneck. Those it's just, like, anybody. They... I was watching Gabriel Iglesias. I, again, I just put on, I, no disrespect. I would love him to do the show. He seems like a great guy, very yeah. funny guy. Very funny. But those later specials, they're almost, they're almost talking about it. Like, their life now is, you guys want me to say I'm fluffy. Yeah. And when I do, you go... Absolutely nuts. I remember. Like in a way that you picked up in my special where it's like, you're just saying something. Yeah. And we have to be careful. That that sweet You have sweet, to be aware of it. Yeah. That sweet fruit that has no nutrition. Yes. Nutrition in it. We can become we're both at risk of becoming people that just go just do what we're Without a doubt. To. We're yeah. at that. Yeah. And I think it'd be nice to yeah, get to that point where we're like, well, I gotta be careful about well, that, this because But don't if, you see that's why we love Louie so much. Yeah. Because Louie goes, No, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do I'm that. Piss you off. I'm going to do this. I'll do. I that. think I would be a little more famous, and I'm not famous at all. But I think I'd be a little famous if I didn't, if I wasn't so aware of that. Sometimes where I'll just I'll, just doing you, yeah, doing that thing you do, yeah. Where I could just like sometimes I'd want to piss the audience off because they don't make. Because I think, but that's why it's so funny that you start your special with you kind of fuck that up too. That's mm. that's comedy. Today. <laughs> I, oh, that guy was so sweet too. He, like he was like literally probably my biggest fan there, and it's so like funny. he was just overzealous. And I was like, oh, "You fucked that up too, yeah. man." Just be. But he loved it. What well, you were gonna say? I don't remember. Uh, oh, I you're remember. You'd be more famous, Louis. Oh, uh, I remember being aware. I saw Ron White before, like when the blue collar stuff was taking off. I saw. I had the same experience. Keep going. I saw him at Zany's. It yeah. was sold out. It's before they were doing, I guess, theaters and arenas. Yeah, and. He went into the, I got kicked out of a bar that hit, and the place went insane. Yeah. And I'd already been doing stand-up for like six months, and already just a huge student of it. And I was just like, I just kind of slumped in my seat, and I was like, that's weird. And then he said, he was like, it's weird to have a hit joke. And I was like, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. But he was aware of it. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a line where you do want to give them some well, of knew. what they He did for. it. He Play did satisfaction. It. He did it at the end. Yeah. Um, well, I, Pat Oswald, I saw him do an encore. He did the five bits everyone wanted to hear. 
I like closing my set. I'll do the full hour. Then I'll go, is there anything you want to hear? I'll do it with joy. Are you kidding? Yeah. So no, fine. that's cool. Being aware of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you have sure. to be aware of it and kind of make it a thing. But Ron White's super funny. I thought that's what you were going to say. Oh, he's amazing. He was amazing. He's amazing. Um, amazing. He told that airplane story. He's taking a small airplane. Oh, yeah. He's like, in the pilot's like, go around, yes, go just, around yes, to the geese. geese. Uh, I, his timing is unparalleled. But the other thing that he does that's true com- comedian to me is he starts effortlessly. Yep. He, he puts it on like a silk robe. He takes his time. And he goes on it and it fits. It's the denim jacket with no sleeves and he's there mix, yeah. mixing metaphors. You know what I mean? There's no – he just was like – This is who I am. I, and he just, I remember I was in Chicago. He was like, I flew in from Milwaukee because my agent doesn't own a map. Yes. And then he did the small plane bit, which is just a bit. I'm sure it wasn't what happened yesterday. But he, he knows how shit. to just ease you. That's what I want to – it's like this – That's what you do, though. Thank That's you. that thing of like, oh, I didn't even realize I was in a tub. And look, it's filled. Yes. With warm water. Yes. I, I love warm tubs. <laughs> We're going to walk out. I'm going to take my time. Once I step on that stage, it's mine. Right. And then – I am kind of a dick about that. Like, it's mine. Right. For like an hour. That's why people are like, I love the way you handle hecklers because you're yeah, it's serious mine. about it. I'm, it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. And then when I'm done, I'm just back to being Billy Wayne again. Drain the tub. It's fine. Yeah. We'll, yeah. And I think that's not good for selling merch afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It's more like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, well, it's funny. I've, to- I've only met Jeff Foxworthy once. I wasn't going to mention it except you just said something he said. It was so weird. No one had really asked. I don't say that to embarrass him. He mm-hmm. just kind of started talking about being Jeff. That's what he was saying. He was like, you know, I do the show. People love the show. People go nuts. But then most of the year, I'm just on my ranch. I'm just on my tractor, and I'm just Jeff. He said that about himself. And I'm just Jeff. And I was like, I don't know it's if like I love take, you. or He I takes I... <laughs> the mustache off, and he's like, I'm just Jeff right now. I, I actually had – because to me, don't get me wrong, I'm aware that he's popular – but he's not necessarily um, my speed of famous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There might be like someone way smaller that I'd be way more shook to see. Yeah. So he kind of started telling a story. Again, people were very interested. I, I was the one person that was like, it's weird that he's just saying, I'm just Jeff. Yeah, that I had is to a remember. Weird third person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just Jeff. I'm just Ricky Anderson. Imagine though, if that's how you talk to just strangers all the time, you're just like, I'm just Pete. <laughs> I just go home and I'm Petey. It's a weird thing to say. But then I remembered, oh, you're $100 billion. That's why it's important yes. to you to tell people, please, I just want to be a person. Yeah, he has like two jets. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might not be a redneck. Yeah. <laughs> if. Yeah, I think when he says my truck, he means one of his jets. <laughs> That's That was his big transition. People ask me how I write jokes. I just think of my jet as my truck. <laughs> my house is my shack. <laughs> And the earth that I work as these people that I've hired to work my earth. <laughs> yes, these people that, yes. Yes. He's worth so much money. It's crazy. Okay. Where were you? Because we have other things to do, but were you done with this area? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've interrupted you so much that I stop you. From I don't sex. even, yeah, I'm fine with that. And I'm a very good conversationalist where I'll just go. Sure. But you also said you stopped smoking pot. That was kind of where you Well, she, uh, we have like emails and stuff where she was like she agreed that like, pot was never your problem. Yeah. So. Oh. And so, so they're going to take the pot clause out. Well, and that's what we're trying. That's it. I was just we were just in this thing where the the order was. It's very you know any parenting plan. There's like always a clause where like if you guys work on stuff, just don't bring it to us. All your garbage. Yeah. You can change stuff. Oh. 
and then so don't jam up the courts. With yes, amendments. Yeah, with just you're not the United with States. your petty arguments. <laughs> yeah, kind of stuff. Pass the amendment on your own. So we had worked out, you know, and I've and I always get everything in email or text so that hey, we oh, yeah. agreed with this paper trail, and then uh, her and her. I guess now ex-boyfriend who who had been around and part of the whole thing for three years, they split up mm. kind of ugly mm. as she does. <laughs> uh, very similar pattern. It was like the pattern was so similar. It was Can like, I just say, I look, uh, I don't want to be too disparaging about this person, but it's like, I do sometimes think about the other dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, I would love to talk to him, actually. Oh, and he like, and I had conversations <laughs> before they split up. He would like come to me. He's like, "Is this this?" And I'm like, "Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're not you're not crazy. Right. This is like a thing. Right. Um, probably kept their relationship going longer because 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 you were the life because he had a field manual. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. And uh, then that went south. Some stuff happened, and then I got uh. She accused me of drinking again uh, while I was on the road. Mm. Vaguely, no proof kind of thing. I heard from so-and-so that blah, blah, blah. So I just got all these affidavits people signed, the bartenders at the places she vaguely accused me of. Is that what an affidavit is? Uh, Declaration. That's what it is. Uh, You could have just said yes, and I would have felt like I learned something. (laughs) As you can tell, you may or may be right. (laughs) Um, And then, because it was just like, no, that's I don't. Of all the things I miss, like I miss smoking cigarettes sometimes. I don't miss drinking. Yeah. I don't miss it. That's great. Because when you, it didn't put its hook in you. No. You have a mind that goes, if we're doing it, let's do it. Yes. Let's eat the whole pizza. Yeah. Didn't seem to really be your problem, but it was definitely, let's drink the whole yeah. pint of Yeah. Let's, is the bar empty? Okay, yeah. then we're done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that almost seems like a maybe something that helps you. That's sort of, again, a dysfunction that can help you in maybe your work ethic. You were like, if you're going to be a comedian... Yeah, go and do comedy. That's what. That's why I do it the way I do. Yeah. I understand, and that's a fine. Learning about addiction and stuff when I quit smoking and quit drinking was like you learn about how addiction works, mm. and then you realize like, oh, I just have a mind that it's a, an addictive personality. I don't even think it's an addictive personality. It's if I want to learn something, I'm gonna learn everything about it. I'm gonna go ahead and jump in here and agree with you because. I, I, it's a fond memory, Katie, laughing at me that I was watching surfing documentaries because when I got a little bit interested in surfing, yeah. I was like, "I'm going to learn everything about surfing." <laughs> yes, I can tell. I love airplanes. I can yeah. tell. I can see them fly by. I'm like, "That's a blah blah blah." Really? Like just because that's I like you to love. Know, it. Yes, you're in. I love like fighter jets more than like air. Like people that like airliners. I'm like, well, who cares? <laughs> I like buses. You're like, okay, who cares? Um, I like the cool ones. That's funny. Um. I, you know, sometimes I think it's very in vogue to talk about being on the spectrum, but sometimes I'm like, if there is something, I just watched this great. I think I'm, I think I'm probably really? a little bit. I think I have a sprinkle too. Let's yeah. call it a sprinkling because I watched Autism RS. It's this really great documentary the Duplass brothers produced. I loved it, and I was watching it. And I was like, if there's something that I relate to, it's that all or nothing. Let's learn about this. yes. And they they say this thing about autism in there. They're like to an autistic person. It's either sprint as fast as you can or walk. Why would you jog moderately? I understand that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, I don't get it. You like that thing? Learn everything. Like, I was that way about poker. I learned all the terms very quickly, very obsessively. I'm trying to think of what my current obsession is. Probably Ramdas, but keep going. Well, like, that's 
Let, that's it exactly. Like if you're going to do something, why why would you not want to be the best at it? Yeah. Or at least know everything or be the best that you can be at it. Well, is it competitive? Do you want to be better than other people? And that, by the I, way, that's totally fine. I think I learned through stand-up that for a while I, was like, I, I wanted to be the best. And I think I still do. Yeah. But I realized like the, that you can do it different ways. Yeah. That you're never, you can be the best you can be. Well, it's not about squashing other bugs. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And I, once I let that go. Yeah. Um, and I think people want to make us compete with each other. And they put that in our brains. Like sometimes. the king. The king's up like, there going, people like fight. Like, yeah. Like, a, <laughs> like Django. Like, fight for my pleasure. A lot of people, like, with Nate Bargatze, they're like, you and Nate, you know, Nate's got this credit and stuff. Fuck I'm like, that shit. I was like, Nate and I are totally different yeah. comedians. Yeah. I was like, I don't. Anytime I get competitive with Nate, it's because someone said something to of me. Of course. And then I'll be like, Wait, Just motherfuckers robbing your basic. I like Nate. Yes. I like Nate a lot. They're trying to put vinegar in your lemonade. Yes. Relax. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm not competitive with Nate. There's enough. It's not even because we're in an abundant time of comedy. There is a lot of yeah. shows and specials and all that stuff. It's just like, relax. It Let's all push this boulder in the same direction. Yeah. Nate is my species. Yes. Nate is your species. Yes. Why? Like, Todd, Todd Lynn. Did you ever hear Todd Lynn? Yeah. The, he was, oh, he, I loved him. Yeah. He was a mean fellow, though. Was he? Do you know who we're talking about? Yeah, he passed away a couple yep. years ago. Uh, yeah, Todd Lynn. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was kind of known as prickly. I don't yeah. want to disrespect a dead person, but he's come up from time to time because he was there when I was coming up. And Just I remember he died doesn't mean he was different. That's true. He was very prickly, and yeah. everybody's very honest about that. Yeah. He, he was a <laughs> truth, uh, his truth telling, but his truth tended to be mean. <laughs> yeah, but he would say things like he would harass other comedians so much, and people would be like, "Why do you do that?" He's like. If they quit, it's one less person in my way. That oh, was, well, that's a terrible way to be. That's pushing the boulder the other way. That's worse. That's going like we're both comedians. We're pushing the boulder. It's like, here, hold the rock one second. I'm just going to try and move some of the brush and from the other side. Boom. And then he pushes it on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like that. That's, no, of course you don't. But, but it, that's not the world we're living in. That's a wrong perspective. The perspective that you and Nate are the same team. Yeah. You're both – it's no Like, anytime he gets anything, I'm like, yes. Of course. That is good for everybody. That's right. It's great. Because he's a great comedian. Yeah. Super funny. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't, yeah, and I don't, I think, but. We're talking about autism. We're talking about. <laughs> he, well, and with the weed thing, that back to that. And so, I get this thing. She accused me of drinking. Oh, right. And uh, so, and then she called CPS on me. Uh and uh, the CPS showed up like 9 a.m. one morning, unannounced. That's how they do it. Mm. I was like half asleep. And my house is clean and wonderful because I'm a grown man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, 35. Yes. Oh, no. It like, yeah, it was like a good go. I'm glad I wasn't 26. Can I oh. just say, I, I took out the garbage last night, and today when I opened the garbage and threw a bottle in the recycling, I was like, you're doing it for yourself. It's Yes. <laughs> I came home, and because of the rain, I haven't been able to mow, and it's like a mess. Yes. And I'm just like, I can't live like this. Yes. You do it for yourself. It's me. Like, what you don't understand as a child is that it feels nice for you. Yes. But you'll never get that until you're 35. No, no. Which is the way the world works. Yes. All right. Um, so she goes through and does this, you know, and I invite her in, show her everything. And I, she was like, you seem mad. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, she. I haven't seen him for a month. She's keeping him from me. Now yeah. that you showed up, she accused me of drinking. I wasn't drinking. You, and the woman's like, well, this does sound like a custody thing. 
the CPS lady. And then it was, you know, eventually found unfounded. I have that piece of paper. Oh, for the booze ac- yeah. accusation? Yeah. Well, ac- well and, the, and she called me for marijuana. Oh. And the first thing the lady asked was, like, do you have a prescription? I was like, bam. Yeah. Um, you have a tattooed she, to your arm. Yeah. And then she was like, do you mind taking a drug test? And I was like, not at all. I was like, but I am going to test positive for marijuana. And she was like, yeah, that's fine. As long as you don't test positive for, like, PCP or anything. I was like, yeah, I don't do anything but smoke marijuana. PCP in this cup. <laughs> that's how she said it. That's how, she was like, would you PCP in this cup? And I was like, yes. She was like, gotcha. I was like, all right, I deserve it. Um, so then... I just stopped because if you're going to say I can't see my son because of marijuana, I'll just stop smoking marijuana. Yeah. Because he's way more important to me than getting stoned every now and then. Right. Um, and then, so I, then she, she filed, which is in our order, if she senses, if she sees me messed up, she has to see it, is what it, the clause says. She hasn't seen me in months. Your ex, yeah. Yeah. So she files this thing. You're going to see her dressed as like a cat in a tree? <laughs> yeah, she's not that subtle. Uh, <laughs> he's like, well, is there a buffalo outside? <laughs> it's mad. Um, now it loves me. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know what? It's cool. Oh, it's, it has a piece of paper that says I can smoke weed again. Uh, <laughs> and then the rolling on paper. On <laughs> the rolling paper of your joint says you can't smoke weed y- anymore. You idiot. <laughs> Yeah, when you hit that, it just smoked. Ah, it smells out gotcha, and smoke. Bitch. <laughs> this was a ruse. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, God. Um, so then I just stopped. Uh, she filed that, and then, so that says that I can be drug tested. <laughs> so I just went and drug tested and tested clean. Yeah. I actually went today mm. before I came here. No Because we're going to court on Thursday. I, well, I mean, and there's I, just. I'm signing at the court, not the. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Um, and not to mention the lawyer fees that we've had to pay and all that. It's And it's silly. It's like, I'm not trying to take him away from you. All I'm trying to do is protect my relationship from it. Right. Right. With him. Right. So it makes no logical sense. And I'm sure there's beautiful moments of clarity where she's like, that makes perfect sense. Well, that's I, not even... I don't know. I don't know. I, what excites me about this conversation is that there are people listening that just don't know... And the thing that I always say, because I can't, I needed to hear it so badly, so I say it every chance I can, is you don't have to hate someone to break up with them. No. It's not like we see in the movies and TV people throwing plates and they drink too much and they hit me and all that stuff. She, yeah, absolutely break up in that situation. But it can also just be as simple as I don't like the way this feels. That's, or it's, it's okay. Hey. I spent we're thousands to get to there. <laughs> two different people. Yeah. Yeah. And we grew apart. I want good for you. You want good for me. And I'm not being good for you. That's right. And I want out. And that's okay. That yeah. doesn't mean I hate you. That's why even my, my crazy ex, as we're calling her, to keep it uh, vague, I try and have love for her because she helped me in certain ways in my growth. Yeah. No. But me too. I we made a like beautiful child felt. together. There yeah. you go. You have proof of that. Yes. Mine is more subtle. It's more psychological or whatever. And one of the things I even learned from it was like I learned that I really don't like that, and I like this. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it helped me learn. Oh, I wouldn't have found Aaron. <laughs> Are if you it seeing somebody? Oh yeah, I've I've been with uh, my my girlfriend now. I, we would get married if you know all this. Yes, and I, we will eventually probably get married. That's great. Um, we're technically trying to have a kid right now. I just I'm just not pulling out. Can I just say, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. It's good to throw it out there because. Uh, you know, then you're, this is what I do when I talk about Val and I pulling the goalie. I'm just like, 
now if our if my child listens to this and the baby was born out of wedlock, who gives a shit obviously, yeah. but they'll know it wasn't we, an accident. It wasn't an accident. Yeah. No. Mom and dad were fucking. Yeah. And we loved each other. And we loved yeah. each other. And we were like, hey, if we you want to make, it, make so a much, combination of us. We took pills and plastics out of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Because and I love you so much, I go, there should be more of this in the world. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? I remember meeting her. If the dark side's reproducing, the light side's got It gotta... <laughs> needs to. It's like idiocracy. That's right. The beginning of idiocracy. I know. Yes. That is, I'm going to fuck all y'all. That's one of my favorite lines of all time. It's a great movie. It's a scary movie. It's a terrifying. That's why I didn't. That's why they didn't put it in more theaters. You know that? Is that true? They, I've, like I said, like certain things that I go down the yeah, rabbit hole about. I understand. Mike Judge is one of them. Um, he's just my wheelhouse. Uh, you should work for Mike Judge. You'd I would love to work with Mike Judge. You feel like Mike Judge. I, okay. I've only I've only seen him speak a couple times. Met he him saw me my first meltdown, and yeah. I left as soon as, I, after I found out he liked what I did, and they were hanging out, and I was like, well, I'm going to go, because I don't want to talk to him right now. I'm not in the oh, space. Well. But knowing that he, I made him laugh is all I need right now, and I'm going to get the fuck out of here before I fuck it up. Wow. Um, yeah, I just admitted that. Um, no, that's great. Uh, but... I'm just thinking of ways of getting your album to Mike Judge. <laughs> just, just somebody leave. send him a link. Just yeah, I have just something. It's on Spotify. Jack White, do it. I've yeah. never met him though. That makes me happy too. People are like, what? What's Jack White? Yeah, like I was there and I saw his office. Did you see his office? Yes. Oh no, yeah. Very well, cool. I know that I would never mess with him because of how intricate. And everything that building and everything he does is, yeah. is like, oh, if he, you were ever on his bad side. Right. He, Imagine the wrath. That's interesting. I didn't think of that. But if someone's that particular about the kitchen, yeah, they're going to – they could probably destroy you. No, that's what – that's exactly <laughs> what I thought. That's a great fridge. Remember the fridge? Yes. Oh, yeah, great it's fridge. so amazing. It's a great fridge. There's a hippopotamus skull on the yeah, thing. We're just yeah. We're like, who thinks to have a hippopotamus skull? Jack White. Yes. That that place did not disappoint. No, but you love Mike Judge. You should get it out there. I'm glad you got that out Judge, there. I love Mike Judge. Yes, and I would. Yes, I have. You think Mike Judge is swimming in Mike Judgey people? Mike Judge is probably somewhere right now, sipping chamomile tea, looking out the window. It's raining a little bit, and he's going, "If only there were more like me." Uh, yeah, and I'm here because there's enough of these. Or he's worried what TJ's doing. <laughs> uh, first, what's TJ doing? <laughs> what is TJ doing right now? <laughs> Uh, so, where were we? Oh, I was talking about um, they didn't idiocracy didn't oh right get put in uh, more theaters more theaters because when they focus grouped it, people were like, "Oh, it was great! It just made me sad." Oh my god! Because it's so accurate. I know. I Which had is t- like a weird testament. Like you made it too good. I know you were you nailed it too hard. It it is like a bad. This actually takes us nicely back to the thing that I won't let go, which is your DMT experience. But uh, today I was watching the DMT documentary. Today. Yeah. It's called The Spirit Molecule. It's pretty good. Uh, But uh, that movie is like a bad acid trip. I've never had like a full-on – like you, I've I've taken a microdose of LSD and I I thought it was great. But I didn't – I've never done the full-on like – yeah, you know the hippie waving his arms to the music sort uh-huh. of thing. I've never gone there, but I have a feeling that that sort of sense of humor from the mushrooms I've done, cosmic sense of humor can be like that. Very enlightened, very right on, but a little bit sinister, 
a little bit uncomfortable, a little bit dark. It feels like a quote unquote bad trip. Very essential, very informative, but I can see why people would be like, that was tickling a bone that I don't like. Well, it's it's almost removed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean from the human? It's just looking at it from above, you mean? Yes. Yeah, I, I and totally that, that scares people. It is written from that Mike Judgy place yeah. of he's looking back at humanity. Yeah. He's going, look at what they're And that's why I'm like, that's the sense of humor you get. I, well, that's why I think I can't be liberal or conservative is because I view the world like that. But that's cosmic. That's, I don't want to say it's cosmic consciousness, but when you zoom out, you do get a sense. Like when Trump won, for example, yeah. it was actually here at Meltdown. It was a terrible day. He won uh, at Meltdown. He, melt, he won right here. <laughs> the next day I did a show here. Uh, yeah. And there was somebody backstage, and I'm, I'm liberal and mm-hmm. Democrat, whatever you want to call I it. I think I, I lean progressive if I like to describe it. I'm more I independent don't even know the because I enjoy guns and think okay. people should work more. <laughs> but I also think every, every I human enjoy being. Guns. Uh, they're fun. Uh, <laughs> oh I don't. My God. I don't think certain people should have access to certain guns. I, I'm right. not that person. Like everyone should have a bazooka. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Well, no. Well, that's how Jack White got that hippo skull. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how you get. Yeah. And also, like, but I'm also like, you can't. We got to take all the guns away. Like, first of all, that that's not a solution because the people that we would hire to take the guns away are the people we need to take the guns from to begin with. <laughs> you mean the weird the man coming yes, in? Yes. Yeah. So that can't happen. But that isn't that the whole thing. It's like we need to be able – the militia idea is we need to be able to protect ourselves from the government. That's why we'll never be attacked because we're all armed. <laughs> That's a real thing. If you look at the countries that have the most guns, like th- people aren't – they're never invaded. Is that right? Yes. I, I, I'm way out of my depth. Yes. I can't represent the and other And I've point. done this research because I got in an argument and it's also the catalyst of me quitting smoking cigarettes. Was like I. Uh, if you're going to be saying that, you better not be smoking. Well, it was. Uh, I was like going to look up gun facts, like <laughs> gun deaths and stuff. Yeah, and then, like it just shows the deaths, like what causes deaths. Yeah, and like guns are like pretty low. Cardiac arrest, right? Cardiac arrest is number one, which is like fat heart people. disease. Yeah, and then number two is smoking. And I was like going on my big tri- trip about like, fat nutrition. people or skinny people who are fat on the inside. Yes, yeah. yes, that's true. Too. Um, yeah, who are just yeah, they just eat unhealthy and smoke yeah. and stuff like you that. You know, you're like I always think of Eddie Griffin having like five heart attacks or whatever. It's like you yeah. can be very skinny and still Yeah, have... you got a high metabolism but you eat garbage. Exactly. Yes. So let's call it eating garbage. Eating garbage. Yeah, okay. And then number two was smoking cigarettes. Yikes. And I was all like, you know, preaching like, You gotta read about nutrition, I don't drink and then I was smoking cigarettes. I was like, Oh, I'm doing number one. I'm yeah. doing the number so yeah. that that was my catalyst. And that's not good for your heart either. No. It's the Smoking is just pure poison. It's bad for everything. I have an app. Uh, I Except smoking. getting laid. I will always say that cigarettes have gotten me laid. <laughs> yes, it's a good conversation starter. It's a way out of a loud bar. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Yeah, it is. I wish, I've said it a million times, but someone invent it. There needs to be a drink you have to have outside. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, man. oh you want a Fumo? You're going to have to take it to the patio. <laughs> yes. You mean where the band isn't deafening me right now? Yeah. And I can be charming? Yes. I can't just lean on a bar and get my wee-wee whacked. <laughs> and them not know who you are. No. That's like those comics are like, hey, let's get out of this bar and go somewhere else. They're like, no, no, no. They know that we're special here already. It's funny. They already yeah, know the, we're... The seduction is over. Mm-hmm. What, are you going to go tell someone you're a comedian? Yeah, that doesn't. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're so do I need to buy your drinks? Yeah. You're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I'm the drink, yep, the drinks are free here. <laughs> you can go on. Uh, I don't know what I was saying. Well, I don't know what you were saying either. Were, really you were hoping. talking about something else. What do you do? I hate to put you on the spot, Katie. I know we're all over the place. We're talking about it's idiocracy fun. and the and the cosmic. Oh, oh you were talking about. The, I was saying I was yeah. here. Trump had just won. Trump, yes. And everything that this one. Oh, and then you start talking about guns. Mm-hmm. I wanted to write a bit about how I think in in an effort to relate. Sometimes I think the way that people feel, some people feel about their guns, is how I feel about my phone. And if there was a candidate that was like, you can keep your phone and everything else I hated, I'd be like, you got to go with the phone guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, gays, blacks, y'all are illegal, yeah. but you get to keep your phone. I think it's like, I'm with that guy. Have you seen the lines at the Apple store? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're here. Obviously, I'm kidding. Downstairs in the green room, and there was a comedian backstage just having a pretty, pretty close to what I would call uh, not a panic attack, but a flush of panic. Mm-hmm. And I get it. We were all kind of in a weird place. No uh, one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. So it felt like a weird dream. Yeah. And, and I remember we were all playing that game where we were replaying all the crazy shit he had said. Yeah. And then going, that guy gets the big chair. That, it just was, mm-hmm. it was scary. I get it. I'm, so I didn't need to try to sympathize with this person. I was there with her. But she was like... Well, the terrorists are going to test him. Don't you understand? Like, everything is going to fall apart. It's the end of the world. And I was like, just in that moment, I was like, I didn't say this, but I was like, don't you know? Can't you zoom out a little? Yeah. Don't you know that if Hillary had won, the other version of us, the conservative. Yes. And I do mean of us. Yeah. The other one with the different upbringing, with the different beliefs, with the different experiences, with the different exposure – that version of us would be in another green room in another city that's not L.A., left, left yeah. L.A., and they would be saying, the world is over, the terrorists are going to test Hillary. And just in that moment, I was like, <sighs> "Yeah, it's all one thing. It's one. You know what I'm saying? It's one. Yes. I had a moment of one. That's what DMT. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Let's that's... get into it. Because you see the thing thinging itself. You can... It is. We this, are the liberals panicking. It. They well, are that's the what conservatives they did for eight years. Panicking. They thought Obama's going to take my guns. That's right. That's what they thought. You but know. it was just a taste of. Can't you step outside of the room for a second? And I go, laughed when they announced that Trump's shit's thing crazy. because that's how I handle like just <laughs> anything. Is like I just started laughing. I was like, oh man, yeah. come on. Well, I had that thought too, and I want to be very clear. I couldn't be more anti-Trump. I, I, I'm scared, yeah. and I'm no. I'm, he's. We're going to march and we're going to fuck it up and we'll do whatever if, we can. If you're conservative, you should be scared. Of course. That's it, it. Both sides should be scared because he doesn't have a moral compass. Talk about crazy people. I'm like, I he's think legit, we're dealing with a crazy And I think he's a speed person. addict. Yeah. I think, I think Well, the, Carrie Fisher before she passed was like, he's doing coke. That's, yeah. that's a coke sniff. It's a coke sniff. And, and then there's stories about him in the 80s. Like people working for him. Or he's like Billy like, he's, Baldwin was like, he's, this, you don't want this guy being president. No. Trust me. Yeah, Billy Baldwin. Billy. <laughs> yes. Billy Baldwin. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're all fucked. But there is this kind of threatening to those of us that are very invested in our melodrama. And that's me too. Yeah. I am invested in my story. Yeah. What happens to me? What happens to those I love? It's all very real. And I get lost in it. You're in it. All the time. Yeah. But things like DMT, uh, mushrooms meditation, fasting, chanting, whatever you want to do, aestheticism, help you get to that weird place where you can detach from the plot 
mm-hmm. and go, look at the thing thinging itself. It's just, here comes chaos D&T into that void. Yeah, you go. Is Tell I, me about it. You can, okay, I like, you can ask it stuff. Like Shane was like a great... Um, Shaman. Shaman, I guess. It's a shaman. <laughs> shaman Moss. Shaman Moss. Come on, that's too oh, obvious. That is really amazing. Shaman Moss. That's if this were a Stephen King it, book, you'd be like, he can't be named yeah, Shane. Yeah, the, yeah, the first thing the editor would be like, he can't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can't do that. And Dick Q Law is yeah. the policeman? <laughs> yes. So so he's He was explained. a great shaman. Yes, and he was like, um, you can ask it stuff. So the first thing I asked it was um my thing has always been about finding like that peace, that kind of balance. Yep. And then it became very clear that finding true peace is accepting death and moving on to another existence in another plane, and that's where true peace is, mm. which is pretty deep. But it also it was like, don't worry, you'll have it when you let go of your body. Yes. Okay. When you decide to accept it and accept it. Yes. But that's talk about letting the drama of death, letting go of that. Even well, I've never been. I've always handled death well. Like, it's been throughout my life. Like, my great-grandfather who kept me when I was, like, from, like, a baby to, like, four years old died when I was in kindergarten. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Mm. Um, One of my best friends. So you were kind of indoctrinated early. Yeah, I think so. Um, And then my best friend died when I was 17, like, between our junior and senior years. Just old enough to, like, really get Just it. someone took, taken from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not saying you couldn't get it when you're 12. I'm saying, like, 17, you're even full brain. Yes. Oh, yeah. Full brain. Yeah, and you're you're worried about your going into your adulthood and what we're oh, going to do. Yeah, you're about to step over the wall. And he was, like, a, just a badass dude. Yes. Um, he had an aneurysm. Um, you also had a cousin that killed someone. <laughs> Yeah, I forget about that too. Yeah, that was in fifth grade, and then I went to his parole hearing when I was fifteen. Uh, that I'm working on that that story. Yeah, for uh, Ari's show. Hopefully, I think I think he'll pick it up. But that story is really not crazy. happening. Yeah, yeah, it's a fun story. Yeah, um, it's insane <laughs> to be fifteen and be put in that. And be like shit, shit is heavy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh so I've always had like a kind of okay thing with life. And you were talking about removing yourself when you get worked up like that. I think biographies and autobiographies do that for me too. What, when you see someone's life buddy, laid out. This is my thing. You go, it's a good episode. Something weird happens to you. Yeah. You go, this is a good episode of the Billy Wayne show. Yeah. Where you're just like, okay, I just, and but you work through it. But it's soul awareness, which I'm sure yeah. you, you got a taste of it as DM, smoking DMT. You I also go, realize on DMT that it's all, it takes all kinds yeah. Like the deeper you looked, you could just, it, like a, it was like an Escher uh, yeah, painting, Escher. Mm-hmm. but like with gears, where you, the closer you look, you're like, well, that doesn't seem like it should go. And then you get closer to it and you're like, oh, well, this goes it with fits. this and this, it all fits. Yeah. It doesn't look like it from afar or, right. but the closer you realize it all goes together. But this is the thing that people have a hard time with because it's from a soul's perspective. Yeah. You can have your human heart and your compassion and your empathy, and you should, because it almost sounds cold. To view it just from the soul's perspective, because you go, look at it go. It's like watching a log burn. You're yeah. like, a log burns, and it turns into smoke, and then it's ash. Yeah. But when you go, when you tell me that you're going through a thing with your child, yeah. I don't go, oh, there's the log burning. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. There's a time. You feel the emotions with me or try to empathize. But this is why you do meditation privately. You do yes. it quietly. Yeah. You don't go around laughing at people's faces saying... 
oh, you're so lost in your own drama. We all are. Yeah. But there are ways to step out. Maharaji, who's Ramdas's guru, who's this guy, you know, they gave him LSD uh-huh. and nothing happened. That's all you really need to know. A very enlightened No, I know who. Yeah. Guy. Okay. Yeah. I, I practice Kundalini yoga. Do you really? Yes. Shut the fuck up. That's my, that's my jam. <laughs> I love guns and Kundalini. Yeah. <laughs> no, without a doubt. Yeah. I don't see. I don't mean to. No, with, but without a doubt. Yeah. I shouldn't have even made that joke, but it, you know what I'm saying. It's interesting that those two things, but yes, okay. Yeah. So Maharaji said, don't you see it's all perfect? There was this horrible tragedy happening in India, and Ramdas was like, we got to get in the in my bus. We can turn it into an ambulance. We can help. And he didn't say don't do it, but he was like, can't you come up for air just for a second? Yeah. And that's what DMT is somewhat suggesting to you. It's like, look. It's a mosaic. It's okay. The dark pieces, the light pieces, they're all kind of... They have to be there. Well, that's the game we're stuck in, right? It's If you're going to have love, you're going to have hate, you're going to have light, yeah. you're going to have dark. We're stuck in a plane of duality. Yeah. And you can't, you're going to have bliss, you're going to have agony. That's the game we're playing. And that doesn't mean we don't rage against the machines. But sometimes you smoke DMT and you're looking at impossible geometry and you go, that piece doesn't look like it fits. And you zoom in on it and you go, oh, it all oh, fits. it does. It yeah. all fits. Yes. Because we're the God that I was raised with was the one that kept me out of trouble. Yeah. And the God that I have now, when I'm in trouble, I say, I try to remember to say, thanks for this too. Okay. I want to talk to you about that. Because um, I was mad at religion for a while. Sure. Because I was religious, brought up kind of Southern Baptist. And, you know, as you get older, you realize, like, this is bullshit. <laughs> and now I took an intro to religious studies class and studied all the major religions. Like, oh, they're all the same. <laughs> all the fucking shit is just, it's all. And it's like doing stand-up, too, traveling, I realized that that human beings are all the same. Well, I love your bit about Dubai being like Texas. Oh, it's the same. Yeah. It's the, all the human dynamics are the same. That's it's right. just the way we communicate what our wants and needs are are different and the way we go about getting those same results. Right. It's all the same. Right. It's the fucking same. It's a thing thinking itself. And then I got mad at religion and was like, <laughs> you know, like Bill Maher for a minute where I'm like, you idiots, you're idiots. And Oh, then, you were like Bill Maher. Yeah. Yep. Well, just that kind of like I understand. all religion is stupid. And if you believe in it, you're stupid. Yeah. And it's like lately I've really realized like, no, 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 the religion can be hijacked. For sure. And people get misguided about what, but it's not stupid. Right. Uh, some of the stories don't make sense, and you can <laughs> drop some of those stories, but the tenets and what they believe are are in foundation a really good thing and stuff you should practice. Right. But you still have to, you can't go in blindly to anything. You still have to question, like, who your leaders are and what they're telling Sure. Well, I, you know, just to what you just said— when I see Jesus, we've mm-hmm. been getting very Jesus-y on the podcast lately, and that's fine. He's popular. He's popular. But when I hear him saying, like, whoever wants to gain life has to first lose it, mm-hmm. and, the, you know, there's a whole reborn born again thing, to me, I'm like, oh, you have to die to your old self. Yeah. We talked about, you, you mentioned But that's one. Buddhism's like that, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. We can't life is stop. Suffering. Yeah, but yeah, you can't stop killing who you used to be. To wake up to who you're going to be. So when I hear the story of someone going, hey, these stories are bullshit, and then going, oh, I studied all the religions and there seems to be one truth, capital O, capital, capital mm-hmm. T. And then we go, so it's just the packaging. Yeah. It's just the method that gets you there. They all have the same line. God is love. Sure. Every major religion is has that. A, yes. 
I didn't know that they all shared that in common. Yeah. But the fun thing about a method as opposed to a religion is you can go nine rounds in the ring with a method. Go ahead and disrespect a method. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to shit on the method. Religion, oh, don't touch us. Yeah. I lived that way for a long time. I'd make a blasphemous joke or something and I'd be like, oh, like a little afraid. But now I'm like, these are methods. These are, these are paths and it's okay. It's yes. okay to and wrestle it, with them. It's more than okay. You should. Absolutely. In fact, without wrestling with it, I don't think you can crack it open. And like Leonard Cohen says, that's where the light gets in. You know what I mean? Yes. You need to be broken. You need to go through the experience of going, what I was sold is fucking horseshit. Yes. And that's what puts the crack in you that gets the light into you. Yes, without a doubt. That's Leonard Cohen, but yes. But that's, no, without a doubt. That's, that's it. it. That's it. So and I people think don't want to I... take responsibility for who they are yeah. and examine. And that's the joke I have about the Klan rally and the guys. Like, it's, it's a, more, more than anything else, I'm just dumb. And I can't really analyze who I am and how we all have negativity inside of us. Instead of examining what causes my negativity, I just I point at something that's a different color, and I'm like, that's what it is. <laughs> but that's that's that fear. Like in most, if you look at any most religions or most deities, what they're teaching is like you have the answer. That's right. And most people are like, nah, I don't want to. That's right. I don't want to. You tell me what it is. But it went from an empowering thing. Oh, to Somebody, control, yeah. To a control, and also to someone saying, walking around, holding your breath, don't breathe. <laughs> Didn't watch it. Watch the preview. Terrifying. But we walk around like the movie Don't Breathe. We're not breathing. We're clenching our butts, and we're walking like robots because we're trying to appear correct or holy or whatever it might be, just so we can get a passing grade and yeah. go to heaven later. When all of these enlightened beings, in my opinion, is definitely Jesus, which happens to be my kind of my dude. Yeah. He keeps going. It's in you. You'll do far greater things than these. Yeah. Wake up. The poor are the rich. The rich are the poor. Doesn't that sound like a DMT thing? Yes. Hey, buddy, what you think is rich, what you think is powerful. The Pope said something so brilliant about Christmas. He's like, life isn't about the winners. It's not about the broad, barrel-chested dudes going around and sticking their finger in every pie and bragging about their ratings on The Apprentice. (laughs) He literally talked about Trump. He's like, it's not... The Trumps. Christmas is about how a crucified poor Jewish kid is somehow the ruler of the universe. Yeah. It's trying to drag you into an understanding of it's not how you think it is. It's and not. isn't that what DMT is it's saying? Without a doubt. It's that's going, what it is. Hey, dipshit. Hey. You're stuck in it. It's cool. It's Enjoy right. it. And thankfully, aren't you glad? Mushrooms, DMT, meditation, whatever gets you there, study. The message on the other side is. You are okay. It's okay. It's okay. I find myself saying that a lot more to people. Is now. that right? I'm just like calmer about stuff. I'm like, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Right? It's okay. Jesus didn't come in the story or whatever is true. I don't know. He didn't come and scream at people. He wasn't on the corner of Western and Sunset no. with a bullhorn yelling at you for fucking it up. He There's could... a dude that looks like him there. Uh, the comedy store guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me everything about DMT. You smoked it, and, and were you scared? You had to be a little scared? Uh, <coughs> a little bit, but, you know, I had my shaman, and uh, yeah. and then... But they say it's like bungee jumping, or it's like a roller coaster. I did, at the end, because of the acceptance of death and moving on, to, like, I will go farther and question stuff deeper, that I got a little scared of that, 
because I was like, oh, there's like some stuff I want to do before I really accept death. Uh-huh. And, uh, and this, this next part is like really bizarre because I ended up opening for Sturgill Simpson, who's now nominated for Album of the Year at the Grammys, which is very bizarre. Okay. It's like him and Beyonce and Adele, and he's my buddy. <laughs> um, uh, now he is, but at the time he wasn't. I was just a fan of his music. And he's very similar to me in that he's just a country dude from Kentucky. And, you know, we sound the way we do, but we're very progressive and deep thinkers, I guess yeah. you would say. Yeah. Uh, and we're not what people want us to be in mm-hmm. the, in our industries, like the commerce people and the people that market. Like, mm-hmm. you should do this. You would make it kill one. you to wear a straw hat, Billy? E- exactly. Yeah. Billy? Could you pander a little bit? And you're like, I can't. Yeah. I can't. We could get you on this tour if you just... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> yes, I had to say no to a lot of stuff. Like, I don't think you're Can hearing. Just, what... Last time I was on mushrooms, I was like, "Why would you ever lie? It made no sense. <laughs> Why would you be in here? Yes, and say something else. Yes, <laughs> it's got to be a hell. I, I look know. at some people that are like very popular comics right now, and I'm just like, I know you're just saying what they told you to say. Yeah, but you're in hell right now. That's right. You're in hell. It. Uh, the thing about mushrooms again. Sorry, I'm interrupting. No, it's just you. F- you feel it. Mm-hmm. You don't know it. You don't. You don't just know it. Telling the truth is good. That's what good boys do. You don't want to go to hell, do you? Yeah. You know. Oh, there's light. There's flow. There's truth. And truth is, don't lie. Why would you do that just to don't yourself? Lie. Don't. Why would you do it? Don't. Because suddenly you you just get such a glimpse of there's this thing in me, this awareness that I'm trying to represent. Why would I go around going, I do like many weeds, when you fucking hate them? You hate them. Like, you hear those stories about, like, married couples, married 60 years, finally one day he goes like, you know, I don't care for chicken pot pie. And it's like, we've had chicken pot pie three times a week our whole marriage. He's like, I just didn't want to embarrass you. It's like, well, I did the Southern voice. But it's like. (laughs) Well, it's accurate. Don't do that. Don't do that. Live in truth. They'll be okay with that. If they truly love you. They'll be like, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have to do uh, Once a week, I'd like, yep. you should Those it. who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Without a doubt. Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Boom. And it's why I don't have, like, I've, I don't have an agent or a manager. Oh, wow. Which, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, but you want one? I want the right one. Yeah. I've had several, and, you know, they tell you what, and you're like, you're not listening to me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's funny. And then we just went our separate ways. Um and then clubs, I realized they were all telling you what to do and all that stuff. So I was like, I just started doing the rock rooms and the. I love that idea. It's that's what I do. I love that. It's the only way to really do what you. And I, I'm not afraid. I can make enough money till I hit. And yeah. I start making real money. That's a mushroom thing too. It's like, why would you compromise what you're doing? It's there's. I've been it's a guy painful. That, yeah. And not in the in the constructive painful way. Yeah. Like touring is not easy. Right. You know, it's painful. But why would you just go sit in some shitty city for five days? And not at least do you? Do you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I think it was that same realization where like, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. That's right. And it'll hit. It's like it when won't. I go to lunch with someone I don't want to see, I'm like, at least I'll be present the whole time. Like, I'm not going to let them rob me from the kind of bliss of just being aware and being me. Yeah. Even though I don't really have anything to say to them. Yeah. Like, why let Tennessee – why did I pick that town? Why let Green state. Bay – it's a state. 
Why let Green Bay rob you? Yes. Of of your bliss. Just have it all the time. Don't postpone it. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So I I was you I said tell me everything. You were a little scared. Oh, I was a little scared. Um, then I opened my eyes, and it was just like this slow realization over a couple weeks of just being like, oh, okay, yeah. You mean you had to unpack it over weeks? Yeah, just not even unpack it, just like, you know, I'm still living life, and then just these little things were just like examining what I saw and what I thought Hmm. um, and how I felt. And then, but immediately I felt great afterwards. Mm. Like, I was like, I am so glad I did that. Really? Yes. Um, Because some people in that documentary were like, I loved it. I would never do it again. I don't, I'll probably do it maybe once or twice, but I don't. Well, that's a Terrence McKenna thing. He goes, DMT is the only thing that people will be like, it's the best thing I've ever done in my life. And they'll only do it twice, two, three times a month. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's, I know for (laughs) a fact, like, it's not like mushrooms where I'm like, I'm going to try that again, like six months or something like that, where it's like, it's like, oh, I don't have to do that again. Well, Alan Watts, he has a great quote where he goes, once you have the message, hang up the phone. Yes. You don't have to keep going back and go, hey, is it still all one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? It's like, yes. Yeah, dude. Yes. You got it. Yeah. We told you what it was. Right. Now uh, take the curriculum. I curriculum. Was, I was working with Fortune Feimster, um over Christmas at Zany's, and I was in the condo, and... I was just listening to music, and I was just kind of like a weird place. I had invited Jason Isbell and Sturgill on Twitter. I didn't know them. I just sent out a tweet to both of them, like, hey, I'm at Zany's. If you, I got tickets. I was stoned when I got off the plane. I was like, that'd be funny if they showed up. <laughs> uh, I really forgot about it. That Sunday, during the day, I was doing something, and his song, Just Let Go, came on. Mm. And it's about, I learned later, it's a, I mean, it's about DMT. Oh, really? And the opening line is, I woke up today and decided to kill my ego. And I just started crying. Oh, my God. Just like just like that. Not like, ah, just like, oh, yes. Because mm. that's what I realized that DMT did for me more than anything else, was I dropped all the, like, in comedy and in life, like, you get caught up in, like, well, if you do this, you get this. If you do that, you get this. And you got to do a half hour you got to do this living like a ladder yes Mm -hmm. and i was like i never i would halfway chase those things but the whole time being like i don't feel like that's the right thing to do for me Mm. but i would still be like well that's what that's what everyone's doing and then i dropped all that and i was like i do want to do this and i do want to do this and i do want to do this Mm. and that's what i'll focus on Mm -hmm. and then that night dude showed up to the show I had the best set of the week. I was trying to tape a half-hour tape to submit to Comedy Central. I had the best set I had that whole week and uh, went to get the tape, and it shut off like 10 minutes in. I was fucking mad at the time, and then the sound guy came back. just took my breath away. Yeah. It's an unpleasant story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can feel how bummed I was in the green room, just like, you know what? Fuck all this shit. And then the sound guy goes, he's like, I thought you were just kidding about Sturgill. He's like... Someone came and got those tickets, and I was like, hey, now's not the time to mess with me kind of thing. Yeah. And he was like, oh, okay, sorry. And then after the show, he texted me. He's like, dude, Sturgill's like waiting. He wants to talk to you. And I was like, hey, seriously, not the time. I'm not in a great mood. <laughs> and then he came walking around. You didn't, you didn't accept it twice. No, twice. And hey, then, stop it. Stop fucking with me. Yeah. Um, 
and like honestly thought he was just like fucking with me to cheer me up and i was like i'm just not in a great place right now and then sound guy comes walking around his face is just like the sheet white and he's like hey i know you're upset but he's really out there wow. and then i walked out there and we just kind of like just that you know when you meet somebody and you're like oh we're gonna be friends yeah you know some people are just like that's nice yeah yeah, yeah. you're a person no that's that's it was just like that and then i asked him about dmt and his eyes lit up and he's like yeah and we started talking about that and he told me i told him about my he was like you'll do those things he's like you'll accomplish those things like i get chills like when i say that but. you talked about your goals mm-hmm. and he was like he's like you'll do them yeah. without like without any hesitation yeah and then he's just kind of he's like a quieter guy and he's just kind of like yeah, would you ever want to tour with me? And like, I played it real cool, but in my head, I was like, "Yeah, motherfucker, that's why I did all this." You know, wow. like that's a dream. But but I did tell him I was like, "Look, I say no to a lot of stuff, but I will work with you on anything you want to work with because I feel like this weird, yeah, deeper yeah, kinship." Yeah. And then later on, I told him about all that stuff. And once we got to know each other better, I yeah, I yeah. didn't want to weird him out completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. He also, I think he knows that too. And he know he like, I think we read each other pretty well. <laughs> is the, uh, the first night I was on tour with them, you could tell like they were still like, is this thing going to work? Like his people. And we were in Asheville and we were backstage. Ten, uh, North Carolina? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I couldn't turn it off either. Uh, in my head, I knew you were going to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah right before he goes on he was like hey man we're just kind of bullshit and he was like hey don't hold back he's like you do you and i was like and i just looked at him and was like do you understand what you're saying it's like your bit yeah just do you oh you don't know what i do yeah you don't understand. <laughs> yes i was like do you understand what you're saying he's like i do understand that's why i hired you and i was like that gives me total freedom which was this huge thing because i was like worried about fucking it up and all yeah, that because yeah, it was like yeah. something i cared about right and then when he told me that, I was then it was just off the races, and it and was really a great couple. It was like thirty gigs. We, no way. We did the Beacon sold Did you out. pull down for that? I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't negotiate well because I wanted it. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> like looking back on it, I was like, I could have got more, but yeah. I was just like, as soon as they were like, "Well, what about this?" I was like, "Yeah, that's fine. Let's do that." It's so funny. So, but yeah, that's well, funny. that'll be thirty six for you. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I literally think I was. I'm 37 now. I think for the first time in my life, someone went 20. percent I went, how about 15? I, that's the first time I did it. Yeah, I'm 37. Yeah, so you'll get there. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about it all now? You were you do Kundalini yoga. I'm very interested in that. I did that once. I hurt my shoulder. It still hurts, uh, and it was just from putting them up and down and up. Oh and yeah, down that'll and up do and it. And I was like, how the fuck? I was barely sweating, and I hurt my shoulder. But um, I love it because it's tell me I like it. Uh, Aaron got me into it when we were in New York. Um, but I like it because it's the meditation, but it teaches you like practical things to use, like the breathing techniques you mm-hmm. can take in everyday life to make you. And these meditations, like like you're saying, With you're your moving up, yeah. and doing different stuff. It what it teaches you is like yeah, life is suffering and pain. Yeah, but you have the you're ability, still there. You have the ability to get through it. Right. And don't lose yourself. Stay aware. Yes. Right. That's what they say about like your butt being sore during meditation. They're like, yeah, yeah. this is pr- for practice when you die so you don't uh, be unconscious during your death. Yeah. They're like, stay with whatever it is, including 
suffocating on your own lung fluid. Yeah. I know that's heavy, but that's what it is. But that is. That's I, what... It gets this reputation for being, what if I said sissy? Like a sissy thing. <laughs> well, it's a callback. Well, I think Remember? people just... <laughs> But it's so badass. It's like, no, dude. It teaches you how to handle life. You're going to take a bourbon and, you know, try and tune out while you're dying. These guys that are thin and weirdo yoga guys are going to try and ride the lightning. You ride it. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Why wouldn't you want to do it? That's badass. I think that's, yeah, that's the fun stuff. See, I didn't understand that. Even the first time I did Kundalini, I was like, this sucks. I was like, oh, it's supposed to suck. Yeah. Nobody thinks, this feels great putting your arms up and down 50 times. We did it six hours one day. Six hours? Yeah. What do you, how long was the class? There's like 20 minutes. Yeah, it was like a workshop. But it's like, it's like 20 minute breaks and then you take a lunch. But it's like. One was for two hours straight. And here's... Yeah, it was pretty... I felt fantastic after oh, I did it. I'm clear as a fucking bell. Really? I, that's not a saying. Yeah, no, I, no, you rang clear as a bell. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I think it's sound, but yeah. Okay. Clear. Sound. We all knew... Callback. Yeah. We all knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the court jester. Yes. Gesture. My court gesture. It's not a... Somebody doesn't come out and point to the bathroom. It's a guy that tells jokes to the king. Uh, clear as a bell. Yeah. Peaceful. Yes. It's like a hack into deep, deep meditation and bliss. Yes. I completely agree. Yes. I have to pee so bad. Yeah. How are we, is it? Can go I, go pee. We, go pee okay. and I'll, we'll put a pin in this. Okay. Can we, yeah, pause. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, all right. We both peed. Oh, it was a good one. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say too, man. It was good. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that felt real good. It's kind of one of those spiritual things. It's like sometimes I, I joke with friends. I'll be like, if you could eliminate the need to pee or the eliminate uh, the need to poo, which would you get rid of? Hmm. I'll ask you. Which, but I'll just give you the punchline now. Then we'll talk about it. The punchline is, but then it feels so good. Both can feel so, so satisfying. Amazing. I just took a pee to quote Mammoth that made me feel like I slept for twelve hours. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just a great pee. But then we're always trying to eliminate suffering. When really, if you have pleasure, you have pain. It's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. But which would you get rid of? <laughs> I get, think pee because it's like more frequent. You got to do it all the time. Yeah. I think Imagine. A, a good Because a, a good poop, if you're doing it right, it's like once a day. Yeah. You can blast it out. You mm-hmm. can consolidate. Yeah. There's more you can do to get your, your shit straight. <laughs> yes. But peeing, like... Yeah, I think I might agree with you. Yeah. Get rid of it. But we have it, and then we have the joy that we just experienced. Um, it was, yeah, it was kind of, that's when I was walking up the stairs, I was like, that felt real good. And I was like, I'm glad I held on longer than I. Uh, yeah, we should have held longer. It's like when you don't smoke pot for months. I can't a wait. Pot. Yeah, it's going to be the best. And I made a joke to Jake Wiseman the other day, because uh, he had to go for like a year because of some back surgery or something. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, I can't wait to smoke pot with you when my son turns 18. <laughs> ah. That's what I'm going <laughs> to. That's so good. So we'll see. How old is he now? He's seven. How old is he now? He's seven. You got a ways to go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good. I can do it if I have, if the, that's what the court says. But like, people are like, oh, so you're fighting to go smoke pot? And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm fighting so she doesn't have a say. So she can't just take away my visitation. Right. Like, if the court tells me that she can't just do that as long as I take a drug test once or twice a year or something, that's fine. Right. Yeah. But I just don't want her to have the power to be like, you can't see him now because I 
had an inclination. Right. You don't want to have a uh, uh, what's it? What are the a hook on you? If you yeah. don't expect to have some coats hung up on you. Yes. You know what I mean. So yes. Get the hooks off. Less less coats. On yes. <laughs> and I don't want to take like let me have my relationship with him. Yeah. And you have your relationship with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Right. So um, don't prevent my relationship with him because you're mad at me. Right. <laughs> That's not fair. I agree. To him. I agree. What um, We were talking about Kundalini. You like you, like, like, she, like you were her. It's like good but, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here. <laughs> I don't know anything about her, but I, I think I can do an impression of someone I know. <laughs> um, so Kundalini gets you there. Mm-hmm. And what do you think it's all about? That's really all we haven't talked about. What's all the about? The life. You just, God, life, death, life after death, life before death. Hey, life during death. <laughs> yeah, I think I think what it's all about is just more or less more or less finding your truth. Hmm. Uh, I want to go and see and do all of it. Um like I, I got to tour the Middle East and stand up. I love doing stand up. I've realized that that mm-hmm. that's some that's another thing like I used to get mad at people just cuz I think I'm like a purist when it comes to stand up is that it's like you see them doing it, and you're like, you're just, you don't give a shit. I know. And then you realize, like, oh, they don't, because they want to do something else, but this is just something they're doing in between. Right. I try to be more dispassionate when I catch someone that's like, I dabble, because yeah. I want to be like, you're not welcome. <laughs> yes. Get out of our <laughs> Get thing. Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> yes. You may not have the snacks. You're a visitor. It's like coffee. Go. Coffee's for closers. It's like, you can only. Yes. <laughs> don't drink our coffee. Yes. That's for us. Yes. But that's silly. I should have more compassion, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it's just a passion <laughs> thing. Yeah. And I realize, like, there are other things that I am interested in that I just had, like, a little fear about, you mm-hmm. know, like acting and then writing more. I, I've realized that I'm a, a pretty decent just writer. Mm. I'm not surprised. Um, and I think it was just fear. And then you read other writing, like things that get published, and you're like, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, just write something. It's all us. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it really is. It's all us. Yeah. And I it's think. It's kind of like what we were saying about the world. There's bad things, there's bad shows, there's bad writers, there's bad stand ups. It's all us. It's us. It's us ushing ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, but that's empowering because you don't think writers are other people over there doing other things. That's it. With other secrets. Yes. That I don't know. You go, no, it's all us, and I will work at this and I will become a writer. Yes. Right. I think I handle pain a lot more and a lot better now. And. I think it's just like doing what I want to do, doing and being honest about what I'm interested in instead yep. of what other people they're, tell they're, you to be interested in or think. I've said this before, but I wonder if you'll like it. It's the idea of um, God is like the trunk of the tree, and we're all these branches, and it's kind of an Alan Watts idea. He talks about just be. The branch is branch. Be that branch. Yeah. Be the branch that twists this way yeah. and has one leaf. And you're not even aware of the tree. You've forgotten that you're part of a trunk. You've forgotten that we're all one. Yes. You're just branching the fuck out of your branch. I'm just over here doing this weird thing. So yeah. the meaning of life is life. Yes. Yeah. And living authentically is better and feels better and flows better than living inauthentically. I just want to do what interests me. Yeah. I well, know. you want to follow your calling. Yes. Yeah. And use the gifts that I have. Yeah, that's right. Everyone has gifts. Little hints. The yes. gifts are the hints. 
yeah. to where you should be going. With, oh, that's a great way to put that. Some people are like, I should be a baseball player because my dad told me I should be. Fuck that shit. I was, I was, that was my path, I thought. I was going to yeah. be a professional baseball player. I played yeah. junior college. We're the number one team in the country for two yeah. years, which is like, to quote my friend Dan Whitehurst, is like having the biggest dick in third grade. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, but it's fleeting. Um, <laughs> We're catching up. Uh, but... That hit me because I played with like some great dudes and you know scouts would be around and it hit me that I don't want this mm. and that was hard for a couple of years until I found stand up because I was like mm-hmm. depressed and I was like what is well, a- what a risk yeah this is leaving the village and yeah and this thing <laughs> that you thought you wanted and then a thing that I probably could have accomplished yeah but you chose instead to wrestle with the cold harrowing nightmare. Of sometimes things don't work out. Sometimes life is, is and strange and scary and gross. But instead of pushing that shadow away, which you could have, and then lived someone else's path yeah. and been a baseball player or tried, yeah. you went into the cold dark and got to the other side. That's the whole point that's, yeah, of that's a good fucking point. life. Yeah. And but very so happy, many yeah. people stay here. But most people stay over there. Well, it's what Richard Orr calls the first half of life. And it's in this great book called Falling Upward. It's about... Moving from the first half, safe, what we're, what you ought to, expected, of your parents, of your society, of your culture, and going, fuck that shit. I'm going to go find out who I really am. And this is why every movie will continue to stir us because that's what every movie is about. That's such a great – I mean, like, I've lost friends, I think, in the last two or three years from – I don't even want to say lost, but just, like, had to just kind of be like, I – Yeah, no. We're just – because they – don't understand and made fun of me for so long yeah. chasing this weird thing. And, you know, they had a house in their 20s and a job, and now yeah. they're not happy. Right. They but, bought into someone else's definition. Yeah. And you were like, if we're quiet, Ram does, the quieter we are, the more we can hear, right? So you were quiet and you heard. You listened. Yeah. As opposed to just kind of taking all this external stimuli, you listen to what's inside. You go, I think I'm supposed to do this. This feels Really good. That's the great yeah. privilege of a stand-up is you can do it and you can go, that felt like sex. Yes. <laughs> yes. And sex is just sending and receiving energy. It's yes. just a beautiful symphony. Music is sex. Sex is sex. Art is sex. Poetry is sex. Writing is sex. Going for a walk can be sex. But like being on stage, it just feels so good. It clicks. And we're so lucky that in our society – in this time, there's a thing that exists called stand-up that you can do, and maybe it's your thing. Yes. Other things are a little bit more subtle. I want to write novels. Well, you got to write a fucking novel and have somebody read it. It's a little bit trickier, but we're lucky in that way. It's immediate. It's immediate, yeah. It's immediate. Yeah. I think that's why, like, acting and, like you said, like, writing, that's scarier to us. Right. Because, like, you it's don't not as know. Immediate. It's vulnerable. Yeah. I, can, I, I can tell you the times I've hit send on, here's the latest draft, and you, you hit it, and your heart's kind of... Because you're oh, like, yeah, I sent a packet in recently, and I was like, yeah, and I, it's like sending a dick pic. I still haven't heard back. <laughs> yeah, still have I was on the way here. I was like, I was just having that thought. I was like, am I ever going to know about that? Yeah. And when you find out, you realize just how much you were obsessing. About, yeah. You thought it was out of your mind, but really, stand ups are, and everybody, not just stand ups, we all have these things on our shelves that even though we're not looking at them, there, you can still feel them on the shelf. And then you get the news, you did get the job or you didn't get the job. At least you can take the fucking thing off the That's, shelf. And then you realize, oh, what a weight 
that stupid Russian doll was on my wooden board shelf. Yes. It sucks. But that's that's part of the risk too. This is why people stay in the village. I sympathize. I understand there are ways that I'm staying in my village mm-hmm. in certain areas. Uh, but leaving it, it's like being married to somebody and uh, I don't know, one of you starts getting like in incredible shape and the other one starts getting in worse and worse shape. It, it, it's a threat to – both yes. the person is a threat. So like I understand losing friends in the same way. If someone, instead of staying in town for chicken night, which is what I always say about the village, you're in town, it's chicken night. It's always chicken night. We have chicken every night. And then you go out and you have your Bilbo Baggins journey and you bring back dragon tacos. You, It's cool. Oh, wow. Billy Wayne brought back dragon tacos. But it's also like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you make me realize this is not as great? That's right. That's... I thought chicken was the best. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, just be my friend. Like, what you what you do makes you happy, or yeah. seemingly. Why yeah. are you mad at me for doing right. this weird thing? Go and do likewise. Yeah. That's fine. Do it. Your life isn't over. No. Don't stop. That's, that's it. That's what Andy Richter and I talked about. It's like, be better. When you, oh, I'm 40. I'm sorry. I'm just a blowhard. Work on it, Timmy. That's uh, what's going on in this country right now is I think my underlying and like what I can't scream loud enough is like what Trump did more than anything was he lets people be okay with being mediocre. Mm. And that's what they responded to. Yeah. We don't need to get better. I don't want to get better. This guy's, you know, he's saying it's okay to be, you know, and say fuck you and it's hard and all that. And it's like. And tweet bullshit. Yes. Look at how far being fucking shit can get you. Yes. I'm the king of the world. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it is. It's not a challenging example. When you see someone, I, you know, I'm not a political person, but I could look at Obama and go, shit. Yeah. That dude's. Tight. Yeah. You know what is. I mean? Yeah, he is. That's how I want to feel when I look at our leaders. Yes. I don't want to go, all right, I'm going to take my belt off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's like Homer, bye bye belt. I'm just going to eat mashed potatoes all day because I could be the king of the world as opposed to the other guy who's like amazing first he, black guy shape. inspiring he's everyone. He's well spoken. He's exactly. into, yes. If you went up to Trump and said gesture instead of jester, you wouldn't even be concerned he would notice. <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And it's not like W, because remember when we thought that was the end of the world? It's, it really is different. It's a different thing. Yeah, with, with, with W, you knew that Cheney and Rumsfeld were in charge. Yeah. And, that, and at least he wasn't insane. Exactly. And they weren't. Well, it's like when I talk about uh, both sides to me, like Democrats and Republicans, liberal, conservative. Like, that's why I'm like, I'm usually somewhere in the middle, like an independent. Uh, But I lean to the Democratic side because I understand both sides are bought and paid for. I get that. For sure. I understand that. But at least the Democrats, while they're taking our money, are at least giving us rights and not taking... They're looking you in the eye. (laughs) Yes. Or or somebody said they're, they're stroking your hair. Yeah. Why they're fucking you. Yeah. And then the Republicans are just fucking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's and why. And being very shady about it. Yes, yeah. Where the whole time you're like, I don't like this. Right. I don't like the way you're doing this. Right. What did you just make me think of? Politics. What were we saying right before that? Trump, uh, Barack, is, he's like such a <laughs> bye-bye belt. <laughs> How far you can get being mediocre. It doesn't matter. I was going to say, 
It's just the mediocre thing that bothers me is the people are like, it's okay, I'm just fine. I'm like, I don't, my brain doesn't work like that. Right. We, oh, this is what I was going Because I can zoom out sometimes. I'm not great at it, but I work on it. I can zoom out. I was like, we could have withstood. And dare I say, eight years of liberal, uh, Democrat, whatever, the system begs for a conservative. Yeah, correction. I've never been a person – again, I like helping people. I like people being free. That's what I'm about. Me too. I want people to be free. I want them to be happy. Do what you want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Sure. Exactly. For sure. That's all I care about. I'm into that. So from that standpoint, I was like, all right, we we had eight years of Barack. We're doing this. We're uh, legalizing gay marriage. We're legalizing weed. We're having all the things that I'm for. It's okay to have it's – not, it's not what I want, but you can see the balance in – and here comes this rascal yeah. who's going to drill and he's going to this. And, yeah. and there's no such thing as global warming. Have we thought about this side of it? Right. That's the kind of – And I get that that seems like a DMT thing where you're like, this rascal, the rascal I like, the rascal I don't like. The comedian downstairs saying they're going to test Trump. The comedian in the alternate reality where Hillary won saying they're going to test Hillary. They're taking her guns. I was like, here we yeah. are, here we are, here we are, here we all are. There's no one in the other boat. Yeah. Well, you know, what, what do you think happens when you die? I mean, the DMT seems to tell you. you I think we're on to another existence, and I think our energy goes to a very peaceful place. You know what I wonder about your experience? What? Is if it's like when you're done, you can die. You can let it down. Because your Christ and your Buddha is these liberated beings. <coughs> Got off the wheel of life. I wonder if we keep reincarnating until we finally detach. Because because it's, yeah. it's a Buddhist teaching is like you can't even if you cling to life you fear death. So freedom is letting go of everything. Something that I've been contemplating late, lately is like Buddha's like life is suffering, right? Mm-hmm. Not getting what you want is suffering. Yeah, I want the ice cream. Cone. Yeah, getting what you want is suffering too. Yeah. Because this ice cream cone won't last. I look at Valerie, you look at your girlfriend, I'm like, ah, the myriad of things that can happen. So that's suffering as well. So these guys, and again, it can feel a little cold, are so outside of the room, they're going, it's neither this or this. I'm playing it, but this is what they talk about, that emptiness. It's like vibrant emptiness, but nobody's home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wonder if that's what it's saying. It's like you get to that point after enough lifetimes, it's like then we'll let you out. I don't know. What you do you th- think? I don't know if we come come back. Yeah, maybe we don't. Just- I think – I mean I do think energy is probably recycled at some level and that's all we are. But like my grandfather died a couple years ago and I went to hospice to see him and he was like – he's like a true badass. <laughs> uh, Billy is where I get Billy. His name was Billy Ray Davis. And, uh, no way. Yeah, he's like a real, real badass. Like, um, just a good human being, and like he held on for ten days in hospice till everybody was okay with him passing. That's mm. the kind of badass he was. That's crazy. The last thing he told me was he just looked me in the eye and he said, uh, "How you doing?" I was like, "I'm well. How are you doing?" He's like, "I'm good. I think I'll be running along now." So he knew, wow. and he knew he could say that to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think he knew what was coming. Mm. And he was okay with it. Mm. And it's like, 
like when I love Hunter S. Thompson, like his spirit. I like spirits. There's mm-hmm. a certain spirit in people that I'm like that guy. And we could use one now, yeah, for sure. And I think it, it'll pop up. <laughs> um, is uh, when he took his own life, and people were like, "Oh, can you believe?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's it. Makes me happy. Time to go. That that was for him." Like, uh, Johnny Cash is one of my heroes, and it was before he was cool Johnny Cash. Like, yeah. I was like 14, 15, before the American recordings. You're and to like, Hedberg, you got Johnny yeah, Cash. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was kind of ahead of the curve about <laughs> Cash and Hedberg. That's funny. Uh, when he passed, June died about a month before he passed, and she, no one saw that coming. Mm. And that's how I just said it that day. I was like, and I just went, oh, and they're like, are you sad about June? I was like, yeah, yeah, but he's gone. He's done after this. Like he's gonna, he's gone within the month, mm. and then like less than a month. Like I remember at the UPS store in Bowling Green, she came in. She was like, "He, how'd you know?" Mm. I was like, "Well, that was his. That was his thing. That was mm-hmm. his life. And now he's moved on to the next." The broken heart thing, you know. Yeah, they. That was- that was his point. One of my favorite purpose. movies about Schmidt is he he does insurance and he's like I can predict his wife dies. It's the it's the yeah. point of complication in the <laughs> beginning of the movie. It's not like a spoiler. And he's like I can predict with great probability considering I don't remarry <laughs> like when he'll die. Yeah. And it's not as cool as yours. You, it, within a month is, is exceptional. But there is something about people losing what they're living for and then going I think I'm out. What else? Your ben story- Scully's gone. What's in the that? next year, the, the voice of the Dodgers. I know, I'd, he's great. His wife died. No, but he retired. Oh, well, he's it's, gone. There's a great movie. It's okay. Just get used to it and let him go. It's peaceful over there. It's just all baseball all the time. I'm trying to remember the name of the movie. There's this movie about this guy who loses. Uh, I guess he has a stroke. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I can't remember the facts. A glorious movie. He uh, bad title though because I usually can remember titles. Anyway, so he has to paint with his left hand, and mm. then he has to like learn how to paint all these new ways and stuff. And uh, he he's it's an amazing movie. I don't know if you can Google it. It's a recent documentary about a painter who has to start painting with his other hand. He's from he's from New England. Uh, Katie's googling. Anyway, he eventually gets so kind of whatever you want. No. That's what it says. Oh, wait, no, shit. Never mind. Um, another one. A, a beautiful broken brain is in a beautiful... It's a different one. It's called, like, Jim's foot or something. It's something very simple. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed when it's not Jim's foot I, at all. I'm going to make Jim's foot. <laughs> he finally atrophies to the point where he can't paint anymore. He dies the next day. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, and I'm out. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. But the other thing, I've we're talking about your talents being your your breadcrumbs to the path that you're supposed to live. You ate all the breadcrumbs. You got them. He's done. You're done. I saw six months into stand up, uh, my mom and aunt. We went to see Tim Conway and Harvey Corman perform, and Harvey Corman turned seventy seven that day. They brought out a, a cake for him, and I leaned over that day. I was only like six months in the stand-up and told my aunt and my mom, I was like, that's the ticket. Mm. It's like, that's that's mm. what I want. Cause wow. you, I want to do stand-up. You want to do that until you can't do it anymore. Yeah. You want to turn 77 years old on stage. Yeah. It's the Carlin thing. And I think that's why I didn't chase fame. Yeah. Why would you? Because, you know? 
Well, that's what Jesus is saying, by the way. Yeah. He's like, why would you get rich? I don't understand. <laughs> like when you're in that place, you're like, when? When if not now? You know what I mean? Like, the only reason I sense. want money is to take care of the people I love. That's the only – because I can take care of my <laughs> – I've lived without money for a long time. <laughs> I'm an expert at it. Yeah. It's not – it doesn't take much to really sustain yourself. Yes. I emailed the name of the movie to somebody, so I'm looking. I'm not just looking at my phone. I get it. You get it. I, I, and we live in such a society that it didn't – I just kept talking. I was like, he's halfway listening. Ah, you didn't even care. <laughs> Uh, let's see what are the what is the movie called? The movie is called Ember's Left Hand. Oh, see, it's not a good title. That's a terrible title. The, the guy's last name is Ember. I watched it, and I, I it's one of those movies where you cry the entire time. Mm-hmm. Not because it's sad; it is sad at points, but it's just pure inspiration and beauty. It makes you realize, like, you gotta get do your shit. Yeah, it's just one of those things that is such. So purely what it is. It's so clearly a denim jacket with no sleeves that you actually get close to touching pure essence. And that's what all true art can do. Yeah. It takes you to, for lack of a better word, it takes you to God. So you watch that movie and you're just like, oh, there's, I just got a little glimpse. Do my thing. Of, yeah, it's beautiful. Um, well, we talked a lot and we talked a lot I of good it. stuff. I loved it too. You have a great earthquake story. What was that? Oh, <laughs> oh, that is that'll be a fun one to end on. Uh, I was uh, that was when I was working with Ralphie May. Uh, we were at the Pittsburgh Improv, which is in Homestead. Is that the Stacks? I don't know if you ever did that. Uh-uh. It's like a shopping center. It's okay. like outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and I was just waiting on it. That's why I paused a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and. Uh, I get off stage. It was like the late show. I get off stage, and Earthquake is standing there with like this tall dude. He says his manager. By and, the way, Earthquake is a large black performer. Yes. Who got not it. fat? He's just like a big dude. Oh, I th- I've always thought he was a big fat guy. No, he's not a fat guy. Big guy. He's just a big guy. But he got his name because when he performs, he kills so hard it sounds like there's an earthquake. It is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> he's powerful. Yeah, like, and uh, I saw him because he's really good friends with the owner of Zanies. Why like, isn't he huge? I don't know. I don't understand. Is either. he doing well? Does he do theaters and stuff? I yeah, because he was playing a theater when because yeah. he just showed up at our show. He had done a show at the theater, so and, he's like Brian Regan. Like Brian Regan is yes. one of those guys where like, why isn't this the most famous person in the world? Well, maybe they're not interested. They want to do stand up. No, that's and I yeah. think he had a radio show in New York for a while. So I think he does. He's he's know, fine. Yeah, he's not. We shouldn't worry about it. Yeah. Um, worry about real earthquakes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Especially in Texas right now, you guys. They're fracking. Um, oh, no. Oh, it's bad. Oh, boy. Um, so uh, so he shows up. We go have a couple drinks at this brewery across the street. And then he's like, I don't have a car. I, we took a cab. <laughs> and uh, Ralphie had a rental car. So um, Ralphie's driving. Earthquake's in the passenger seat. I'm sitting behind Earthquake, and then uh, Earthquake's manager is, that's who he keeps calling him, his manager. Uh, but the way he said it, like, it was like, he's like, he's my manager. And like, the way he was like, I don't feel like, I feel like you're fucking with me a little bit. Uh, so we're all having a good time. We're on our way back down to downtown Pittsburgh just to drop them off. And uh, his manager gets a phone call, and he's like, and they're talking, and it's just me hearing him. And then it gets quiet. Because the guy's like, what? He's like, you out working tonight? You need to be working. 
I don't care if it's your goddamn birthday. That means you need to get me twice as much money. And then I was, that's when I was like, wait, I'm sorry. This is the manager, the manager. Mm -hmm. I just did air quotes. Um, and, uh, from Oakland, California, it all comes together in the end. (laughs) And, uh, and, and then, uh, he's like, no, bitch. No, you need to quit drinking that alcohol and start out to get out there and work. And since it's your birthday, instead of fifteen hundred dollars, I need you to get me three thousand because you work harder because it's your birthday. And that yes, your face is like that was that was like twenty six, twenty seven year old me. Like what is huh? That's a is this a real thing? And like Ralphie and Earthquake are like cry laughing at this point. And then you can hear her on the other ground. Uh, through the phone at the end, go like, "All right, Daddy, I'll get you three thousand. I'll try to get you thirty five hundred. Just don't be mad at me." And then he hangs up the phone. He's like, "That's how you do that shit right there." And looks at me, and I was like, "I was like, okay." And then the, oh everyone's like laughing, God. and it kind of like died down. And I just kind of went, "Now wait a minute." And they all start laughing again. And earthquake's like, "What's your question, young white boy?" And I was like, "Was that?" And he goes, "I'm a pimp, motherfucker. I'm a real ass pimp." And I was like, oh, okay. So do you also manage comedians? And then they just like fell out. But like, I wasn't trying to be funny. I was just curious. Why about, diversify? Yeah, I was yeah. just like curious. Like, so you, you pimp ladies and yeah. then you also manage comedians? But that was like this. I was like, oh, okay. And it was just like that introduction to, you know, when you get into show business where you're like, Oh, there's like a lot of different types of people yeah. in this business. The road. Yeah. We we're like, none of this is what I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, my God. This is not innocent. <laughs> That's an amazing earthquake story. Yes. My yes. manager. What about the hardest time you laugh? That's another way we kind of cleanse the palate from all the Jesus. <laughs> uh, the hardest time I've ever laughed? Or one of the hardest. It doesn't have to be a good story. Just like, what, were you a kid? Was it? I think I tell that story. Uh, on the the album, the Third Man Records album, is when... Which is uh, called Live at Third Man Records. It is about um, when we convince the dude to <laughs> finger his pee hole. Yeah. And, ah! then, and then he comes back and doesn't realize that he, he does it. He gets a girl to do it. And then he doesn't realize that we had been fucking with him the whole time, that it wasn't a thing. Wow. And like... Like, because like, it didn't feel good, right? Oh, yeah. Like, and he was trying terrible. to explain, like, he like he even, he was like, at first, like, it just hurt. And then we poured lube down there, like, down his pee hole. And, like, when he said that, like, I, I remember f- laughing that kind of laugh where, like, you can't make noise and it feels yeah. like everything's seizing up. Like, like a and balloon. I, we got in trouble. Like, our coach was like, why are y'all laying on the field? And I was like, you got to tell him what's going on. I can't. Just like. Oh, my God. Because. As far as old pee hole, as far as pranks go, that's like as good as it gets. Yeah, it really is. If you want the full story, it's on Spotify, which you get paid for, by the way. Yes, I I hope you know that. Yes, Pandora Sound Exchange, get on that. It's called Live at Third Man Records. Billy Wayne Davis. I love it. Thank you. And I hate everything. I don't hate everything. I I just can't listen. I'm proud of it, and I'm rarely proud of things. You should be proud of it. Thank you. I think you, your pop star friend, and me. And the DMT agree. You're going to be all right. <laughs> I think, yeah. I'm not thank You're you already so much. all right. Yeah, thank you, man. Would you say keep it crispy? Keep it crispy. This was awesome for me, man. I this really, was, no, this was great. I thank really you. appreciate it. My G900 shoes ain't fifty. I'm so crispy. I'm so crispy. My ice can't make you haters want to get me.
Now leaving Nerdist.com.